drinks or entertainment or news. Foodies watching movies. Adults and gaming. Podcast read the voice of survival. Kids for sale. Gallif Radio. Bruise with dudes. Journey into wrestling. Journey into comics network. Journeyintocomics.com. Journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. We're gonna fuck the sodomites in the heritage. What's up, everybody? Dick here with Podcast Review episode 73. And yeah, we got Tyler. I'm here from the Charitage today. Oh, yeah. We got Mr. Nick Maxson. Couch. He's on the couch. We got Chris Kerrigan. What up? And we'll have Matt here in a little bit. Y'all probably going to have to just share a mic. But we are here for now. (laughs) Yeah. We are here. The boys. Them boys. Actually, I think he's here. He's here now. According to my doorbell. The mat approaches. The, the mat approaches. I mean, well, Hi, Micah. He can have the responsibility of the mic, and I'm just going to scoot to the middle. Okie dokie. We got a full house down here, Matt. <laughs> Matt, you can just oh my sit goodness. Matt, you can just sit on my face. Matt's coming in here. Oh, shit. Look at fly. You don't need to sit on that couch. You can sit on my face. Matt, nice to meet you. Nick. Nick. you there. Yes, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little, a couple embellishments, but yeah, for the most part. Still beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank I you. remember taking that picture. I like this guy already. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so we're talking about the the cardboard cutout of me and Nick, Nick and Dick over the Daft Punk, which has survived many a Doom Room show, whether it be at the actual Doom Room or North End Pub, uh, and. For the longest, I don't know how long it took me to realize there, my eyes had googly eyes put on them. Yep. And it really added really? to it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you, you can't tell because yeah, no that's matter. the way the eye, my eyes are actually pointing in the picture. <laughs> Down into the left. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh. we should, can we dress up as like daft dudes sometimes where we dress up? In oh, I'm sure we, we could do that. Definitely. No one's going to get it. Yeah. Except us and maybe like the people who are listening to the joke right now. Yeah. The dapper duo. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I say daft somewhere because it's daft punk. The daft dapper duo. Nate Phillips says couch guy is going skiing. Come again? Chris is skiing. Oh. I'm skiing? <laughs> he's got a dick in each hand. Oh, shit. Because he's the oh, middle yeah. guy on the couch. We don't got to do that, guys. A1 skiing right here. We can, though. <laughs> I'm open to anything. <laughs> it happens, man. This isn't the proverbial I'm black not couch. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars, guys. Right, okay. right. No, right, it's right. just a brown couch. <laughs> I think I've got like three bucks. Our, our budget, our budget couldn't rain. afford the black couch. Oh, man. Take no, too much cleaner. Nobody's budget can afford I mean, that black. Couch. I, just, I just got a black one. I mean, like next time I'll bring it over and we set it here. If it helps. I, don't I don't know that we have any more couch space. For, yeah. For that. 
but we'll figure it out. We'll just stack them like bunk beds. I think the most important part of the black couch is the sex. Maybe. So we we could probably get over the fact that the couch is brown if the sex was still happening. Yeah. Okay. All right. Would we blur? Would we? Would we? Would at least one face be blurred out? I want my penis to be blurred out. Okay. So you're doing uh, it's like straight Jap- from Japan. It's like straight from Japan. Japan. And I want, Japan. And I want the woman's Japan. audio cut. What the so I don't want her saying like, "What the fuck are you doing back there?" Like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need no, that. I, I want her words cut out, and I want my penis cut out. So you can see her getting angry at the the sad sex I'm giving. But but you well but you, you don't know she might just be getting it. angry to enhance the mood. Hmm. She might be I'm also up, a fan of the anger sex. The anger. <laughs> might be putting up some of those rage Anger socks. Are you ready for the next beer? I haven't no, even started this no one. one has Shit. Started. Okay, fine. I was saving this because I smell the bourbon, and I'm like, oh, man. I don't, I don't, gonna be I tough. don't partake in bourbon-flavored This is going to be tough for me. Bourbon or but I'm gonna bourbon do accessories. It. I mean, I like taking a shot. This is this is a beefy boy. It's, it's very beefy. Uh, I have no idea why I how, decided to start with that. How long? <laughs> well, I don't know why I did this, but I did it, and here we are. Not did, the worst did you, decision. Did you sell her this, or is this? It's in the clutch. Um, it's been it's it's old. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking in my fridge for stuff that I had doubles of, and that that made the cut. Want to give it a whiff? Like you can you can smell it. Matt just starts I mean, licking my, it. My honest opinion, though, I lapping it out like a cat. A sweet little taste to it. It's, it's definitely like Ooh. the icing on the cake. Yeah, it's, it's beefy. Yeah, yeah. It's boozy. Yeah, but it's like the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Icing. It's kind of it's what it reminds me of. Like, I don't like icing. I'm not a big what? fan of icing either. As I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the cake part more than the Honestly, icing part. Honestly, yeah. See, yeah. I'm, I'm the guy at the kid's birthday party that just takes the. Uh, like the corner piece that's 99% icing. <laughs> Drink the foam. Drink the foam. <laughs> I mean, I just want salty. I just want all the all the emulsified oh, is... sugar goodness. Ooh. Yeah. I honestly can't believe you still have that no, one, Nick. A... That is like a. I had two. <laughs> when you go to the Circle K and they just cleaned out the soda machine, and that is like that's really actually good. what it is. Yeah, yeah really. I've only got so many hands. Oh, so this is re- this is reminding me of the I'm cookies sorry. and cream nuggets. Hold this, this is reminding me of the cookies and cream nuggets the last time they did it because it was nothing, but nothing foam. but foam. Or maybe not the last time, but the time before that. When, remember when we kept we kept giving it to people on our show and it just and kept they would exploding? Open it, yeah, every time. <laughs> Wait, which one was, was it? That? Shane, cookies the first and cream. one for it to explode. Yeah, on? and then it, did, then it happened to my dad, not on the show, but he's like, "I tried that beer you gave me, just nothing but foam. Couldn't drink it." I was like, that is a bummer. Someone in Austin, has anybody seen the mega, like, stuffed Oreos? <laughs> That's what I call it. That's a segue, yeah. Like, it just made me think of it. Speaking of beer, Oreos. But straight up. Like, they, oh, they're, no, no, they're no. legitimate. They're legitimate. I thought it was bullshit when I first seen it, okay. but it is a real thing. Yeah, and Brewing Brewing Company did a fantastic like, Oreo. Remember? Double O? Yeah. I think I like the, uh, the 450 cookies and cream more. Yeah, definitely more, a little more chocolatey. What did we we have the uh, peanut butter pieces? I have I have two left. Thanks. I'm helping you <laughs> since you have a limited amount of hands. <laughs> um, besides got the, two the fudge, the fudge nuggets. I, w- uh, I would say that uh, the peanut butter pieces was one of my favorite 
stouts or dessert beers that mm-hmm. they've done. I can't remember. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't have any of the fudge nuggets what left. Was that, uh, was it a peanut butter stout we were having at North End during the league? Uh, almost certainly. It was, if it wasn't the Nutter Cup, then it might have been the, the white stout, um, which was Brew Links. Uh, goodness, Ivory Stout. The Ivory Stout. It's very chocolatey. Um, uh, whichever one it was, it was did you just have a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a stroke like came through like a wind and hit a couple of us. <laughs> I was sitting over here. My eye it's was contagious. My eye was twitching a little bit. Oh man. It, oh my goodness, I that, that hurt. Uh, no, I don't remember which beer you're talking about, but I know that they have the Nutter Cup down there. That's probably the one. Yeah, you're they about. they typically always have the Nutter Cup, the, uh, and I love that. In a bottle, black label. Like black label, label bottle that tastes like chocolate. It was uh, it was some peanut butter or something. Oh no no no, that was uh, Declaws. Yes. Chocolate porter. Yes, that was the one we had. That was I like that one. That was delicious. We got Evan Brown in the chat. Evan! Thanks for gracing podcast with me for once. He saw it from that bruise page. I know yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I know he did. <laughs> he's never here. <laughs> Evan's, Evan's coming to town this Sunday for Purdue games, so he's going to come hang out at Taze with me for a little bit. What? First time trying Taze. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to give it another I'm chance. Have to come in there. What was the bad thing when you went? Or what was the thing that made you need to give it a second chance? None of the food we ordered was right. When did the- you go? Uh, like nearly after opening. Okay. Yeah, none of the food All was right. right. The service was awful. I would definitely go back now because. No, I I want to I want to give it another try. Like, if I have a really bad experience in a restaurant, I just give it like six months and go back. I'm yeah. not I'm not one of those yeah. people that's like, me unhappy, never return. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I started. I I was hired on before they opened, so I was part of that first influx of, of trainees yeah and it was hard it, it was you know it was a brand new restaurant right restaurant bar yeah. brewery like it was okay. You want anything? okay i wouldn't say that it was rough because you know it felt like it was going but there were definitely times where things weren't working out so yeah if you went in the first month of opening <laughs> yeah absolutely go back they're getting yeah. ready to celebrate one year their pizza's really good by the way and they're well, doing that. uh, and that's part of the reason i want to go back i had it the other day i got a I got a crown over at Allure Dental right across the street, mm-hmm. and I got a crown and immediately went right over there and uh, had me a Pleistocene 2.0, kind of and uh, and I had, huh? Drinking pain away yes. a little? Yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel that. That anal pain. Mm. <laughs> that's called, that's called, that's called well, panel. Good well, that's just the cover. Oh, oh my they don't Allure. call it Allure when I got dental for nothing. <laughs> when I got my uh, um, wisdom yeah. teeth out, uh, they did. You know, they they gave me the where they IV it in. And yeah, then they hit say, you with the nitrous too. Count back from a hundred, and I made it to ninety uh, seven. <laughs> I'll count back. And then what? And then what they did was is when I came to, they all like, picked me out of the chair and took me out to the car. I looked at the clock; it was fifth. 15 minutes they were able to say we're gonna knock you out for just enough time to get in there and rip these fucking teeth out it was it was wild so, dentist dentri- dentistry is wild 
So it was wisdom teeth. When I got my wisdom they teeth, taken wisdom out, teeth out. they knocked me out, made me count to made me count to ten. I don't know how far I made it. Um, probably not very far because I can't feel count. Silly. I had about <laughs> one second of silliness where, like, so right now the lights in the room. You know, when you're looking at them, you can see that it's going up and down, and over there it's going in a circle. There's about one second where the lights just did whatever the Blinding. fuck they wanted, yeah. and I, and you go. What the? I don't and remember no anything. No time to think about it. I just all I remember is them telling me to count to ten, and I know I started, but I don't remember anything after that. And then next thing I know, I'm in my bed. It's like eight o'clock. You're jacking off. No, not I. You not that I'm aware of. But your penis right in your hand. Whoa! <laughs> no, just uh, beating that thing I went like it owes you money. I went in at ten a.m. <laughs> Fucking beat it so hard it makes you breakfast the next uh, morning. At 10 a.m. Dongo's subconscious goes to masturbation. I'm, I'm happy that we have decided this. Yes. Good idea. <laughs> I thought I was hanging out. I, I woke up down. and I was coughing blood I was out, out and shit. Oh, shit. But then I went back to sleep for another hour. And th- this is from 10 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. I was out. Or at least consciously out. That was, was the day I, was awake, that I apparently. got into uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, I got, I got home and I was feeling weird, but but I was, I was, 16. I was awake, like I wasn't ready to sleep. <laughs> so I hand selected episodes and moved through it because I heard that it's not continuous at all. Yeah, so I watched probably six or seven episodes of Black Mirror, and goddamn, my wisdom Man, teeth experience was very profound. <laughs> oh, go on. So I get in the chair. Let's they hear get, the trip. They give me the IV, and then like right before they made me do the countdown, they hit me with the nitrous too. So not only did I, I have nitrous, not only did I have the IV, but I had the nitrous on top of that. So I didn't even make it three counts like Nick did. It's so funny that they've got that they've got so many drugs that are just stupid powerful, and and the human body is able to stay awake, like uh, um, during birth. The epidural. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Directly like, into your spine. Just like, Directly we're going to fix you the fuck up. We's going to fix you. But uh, so they they put the nitrous mask on me and said, okay, count back from 100. And I went 100, and I'm out. So I woke up. My wisdom teeth were impacted. Oh, shit. So they were, act, you know, they actually had to take a section of my jaw out with the tooth. Oh, my Ooh, God. Shit, so that's why they did. He's had the, a rough life. That's why they did the IV plus the nitrous. Because when I went yeah. out, I needed to stay out. Yeah, I get you. When did you get yours done? Uh, my sophomore year in high school. Okay, and oh, then wow. and then you got yours done within August. the. Okay, so very recently. Yeah, I was sixteen, and then do you remember that night? It was like a year late, year or two later. We were hanging out in my dad's kitchen, and he was drunk with his friends, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> and he's just going on. He's like. Yeah, I remember that time you told me you got your wisdom teeth taken out and you told me about all going on about smoking hoochie. I'm like, what? I've heard story before. What the fuck are you talking about, Dad? Yeah, I remember that. And he, he's like, you said you smoked hoochie. I'm like, seriously. I, I did not say that. I was like, seriously, what the fuck is hoochie? Oh, you know, hoochie. You said. No, I don't. You I don't know what you mean. <laughs> the jazz cabbage. No, um. <laughs> No, he's he's like, oh, you you told me you 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 were with your buddy Carl and you smoked it, you smoked the hoochie with him, and you were so proud of it. And I'm like, oh, Carl, 
hookah. <laughs> wow. And he's like, yeah, hoochie. And hookah like, is definitely one of those things that looking back is like, I was dumb. Yeah. I probably... I was I'm never really into it. Let's throw yeah. some high. Let's throw some high fructose on this tobacco. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was one of those kids where I was like, if I'm gonna smoke something, I'll just go smoke weed. Right. That's what I. That's I what wasn't I told everybody a big. I, was, I, just, I wasn't a big weed you know. smoker then, so it was like a, I like the flavor aspect of it. Yeah. That was, that no was transition. Then. So. So I go unconscious in the chair. Yeah. I wake up in the chair, and this was quite a long time afterwards that I wake up. And the first thing that I tried to do was Jack get off. up. Oh. Was get up so I could get it up or get up. Get up so then I could go to the lobby and jack off. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it in a room by Straight myself. I mean so so I try and stand up. Everyone Why in the room in the lobby. Because he doesn't want to be alone. So when you jack off, you want people to be I want as many people as possible. <laughs> so so I try to stand Witness me! Yes! <laughs> Make as, make as much Is it okay if I jack off in this plant? No, I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask. It's a hypothetical, okay? But uh, so I try and stand up, and all the people in the room basically tackle me back into the chair because legally an endodontist or an oral surgeon is not supposed to let you get out of that chair unassisted because you can fall and fuck your face up real bad. So... They confine me back to the chair. I black out. I wake up later. I'm in a wheelchair being pushed out to the car. I get in the car, immediately black out again. 45 minutes later, I wake up, and I'm standing in a Walgreens. I don't know what Walgreens. I don't know, I don't know where it was or how much time had elapsed, but I was in a Walgreens in the frozen food section of Walgreens. Looking at fucking pizza rolls. Well, hold on. I remember, want, I remember how profound it was because, like, like I, I came to, I came to, and I was by myself, and I'm just like facing all the freezers, and I looked down, and I had pre-made sausage gravy, like four packages of that, <laughs> some some pizza rolls. So he got the pizza rolls. A toothbrush. Good. Because you need teeth, that, right? His teeth hurt. He felt that he brushed him and got rid of the pain. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I remember looking down at my arm full of stuff. No, thanks. It's Is it the still Did the... you see all the trouble? No. I just to... Yeah, but it's still the... It's okay, the... okay. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna... I'll try it again. I'll, I'll try it again. Here. All right. But uh, I looked down at my arm full of random shit, and I heard someone say, Sir, and then I blacked out again. <laughs> I... Uh... Then I woke up in jail. I woke up at home. Penis in hand. I woke up at home at my kitchen table dumping hot potato soup down the front of my body. So I had a bowl of potato soup that I was trying to just drink from the bowl, and it's running down my face, just burning the fuck out of me because whoever was taking care of me made me this soup, didn't didn't think that... This guy's pretty fucked up still. He's just gonna dump it on himself. Let's give it like, to him anyways. like no, okay, sweetie, like give it a little bit. It's real hot. And you I'm don't gonna... think that that, that the <laughs> numbing really agent like is gonna last as long as it does. Nope. So six, oh, yeah. eight hours later, you're trying to do it, and it's like, 
oh my god, that's incredibly fucking hot. But you don't feel it till it's there. Yes. Because all <laughs> yeah. that's numb as fuck. And you're like, oh my god, what is going on? Like That's just, exactly so, how it you was. You just dripped soup down your face. I, I felt like such an idiot because the other day when I, all this happened for my teeth, uh, I got a crown, I got an, and a filling, and they just shot it straight in. So, so first off, before they they numbed me, and then they started going to work, and I was like, ah. And they're like, you feel, you still feel that? I'm like, yeah. So they're like, all right, we got you. <laughs> he he sticks something directly next to the tooth. He's like, you're gonna feel warm, and then you're gonna your heart's gonna start racing. <laughs> they shoot you a straight. He, he shot yeah, he shot it. Didn't feel fuck all the rest of the time, mm-hmm. and then so I, I'm leaving. It start I I can. I can start to feel it wearing off, you know, like in terms of like I have feeling in my face again. But and you know, sometimes when you have something stuck between your teeth or something, you start like trying to Going shoot. At it. Oh yeah, you're shoot. trying to pick at it. Pick at, but like with, with spit. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. You're trying to irrigate it. You're trying to. Yeah, get that. Out I was trying it. to do that. <laughs> I don't do that. You have you never done that? That's so interesting. As you speak about it, and I do it, I'm like, I know what you're talking about, but I've never done that. <laughs> So I, use, I use the tongue. I tried I doing that, and like an motion. idiot, that side of my mouth was still numb. So I was just, <laughs> just <laughs> drooling down my face. I'm like, God. like a fucking mongoloid. <laughs> no, I was doing that, and every time I did it, just, and I'm like, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I tried at least three times before I was like, okay, that is clearly not going to work. A little pharmaceutical for so, you. Right before my daughter was born. I had my second surgery on my wrist, mm-hmm. and they take me back. This is right at the beginning, and you know the, they have a um, I forget what the fuck it's called, but basically I have a needle that's this long. It's very flimsy. They have to take it and put it down into my nerve endings through my shoulder, so it's coming down through my shoulder and it's ending in into my back. So it's about 10, 12 inches long. The old nerve block. Is. So. As he's doing, he's like, if you feel any pinch or anything like that, you know, let me know right away so I can stop so we don't do any damage. I hate doctors as it is. I hate all that shit. I absolutely hate it. I always have. So he starts doing it. He gets about halfway through, and I'm like, oh, my God. Freaked the fuck out, right? Scared the shit out of this guy. Scared the shit out of the nurse. I started laughing. (laughs) He never fucked up or anything. I just wanted to freak him out. They need to say they were not happy about it. With a needle inside you. Yeah, so, well... They get that in. You, you know, you know how you you say they say don't fuck with the people who me, who make your food. Well, don't fuck with the people who have a needle thing. in your arm. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was hilarious. It, it made me feel more comfortable. So I was. Oh, that, that's what matters. Why don't you? Why don't you like doctors? I honestly, I don't know what it is. I just do not like being in in that situation where I have to deal with a doctor or I have to deal with a dentist or anything like that. I mean, you're talking to a dude that's got like. 10 teeth left in his mouth. But you guys watch Metalocalypse? Absolutely. I love Metalocalypse. Remember that episode where they all have to go to the dentist or whatever and they're like, man, dentists are fucking, I don't want some fucking it's, guy that's suicidal well, it, <laughs> wants to fucking kill himself. Wow. It's, it's just, <laughs> that escalated it's no quickly. It's different than arachnophobia or anything like that where you're scared of spiders. It's yeah. really no different. It's just one of those things for me where I get very uncomfortable knowing that I have to be in this one spot and I have to stay there. Let alone I'm claustrophobic. I mean, when I, I was a kid, I remember standing outside of the shelters at uh, Cedar Point, standing outside with my dad because I couldn't handle being around all the people inside. I mean, it's just one of those deals. I hate it when the I dentist totally... tries to talk to you while you have your shit, like, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they uh, keep me back to, to hey, the operating room. So I'm, I'm in OR. They're getting ready to start. They're talking to me and stuff. You know, I'm shooting the shit, joking around, this, that, the other. I come to. Well, I come to. I don't ever have, like, the real major side effects that a lot of people do have, where it's like, oh, where the fuck am I at? Oh, I'm choking on this big black dick like the bitch off of Facebook. I never had that situation. It's always me neither. Been, it's always just <laughs> Thank one of the Lord. things like, I come to, and it's like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I mean, Teach like, their own. The I last time I was in a coma, I didn't get pregnant. Uh, well, that's a good <laughs> but the time before. <laughs> just, the time just, before. We don't speak we about don't that. We don't talk about that anymore. But uh, so they, my dad takes me, and he's like, all right, well, we're going to stay ahead of the pain. He's like, so instead of just taking one pain pill, go ahead and take two, stay ahead of the pain. So I took two. Well, mind you, I'm still fucked up from all the anesthesia that they gave me. Like, I don't have, like I said, I don't have the major side effects, but I'm still messed up. So I take those two. I'm at my buddy's house. So it's like, oh, shit, hey, man, I got to take my medicine. So I take another one. Well, then he takes me home. I'm sitting at home. One of my buddies comes over, so I wasn't supposed to be by myself. So I had another friend come over. And as I'm sitting there with this friend, you know, and I'm on Percocet pins, which are extremely strong for a painkiller. I'm sitting there like, oh, shit, I got to take my medicine. So I take another one. 20 minutes later, shit, I need to take my medicine. I take oh, another no. one. And he's, he's not paying attention to what I'm doing until about the third time where I'm like, oh, shit, I need to take another one. Mind you, this time, I'm, that already, I'm five in, you know, and he's like, whoa, hold on a second, bud, and i already taken it. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Mind you, I'm sitting there telling him I'm good. I'm sitting there with Taco Bell, a $5 Crave box or whatever, in my lap that he brought me drooling on myself like you know a, a kid that cannot control himself i am all. good and i'm telling him i'm good well so then i go to take another one i take another one 20 minutes later again and i did it within 20 minute increments and he remembers it it's too, like where he's really like, chris because i think you're lying <laughs> see the thing the thing that i've dealt with before is running out of medicine yeah when i need it so one the teeth i, I specifically yeah. remember with the with the wisdom teeth that i was like i'm gonna wait until it hurts I'm just gonna wait until yeah. it fucking yeah. hurts. They gave um, me they gave me hydro and I was. I think I, that's what I, I used got too. One of them, the entire time. I used it. I used them for a couple of days, but I but I specifically remember like is when it was like, because you're numb for the first forever, mm -hmm. and then I, when I felt it, I don't even think I did one the first day. The next day I took one and it was like, it didn't feel good. Like like yeah. you can't eat because your mouth is fucked up. So taking. Those really strong painkillers with nothing in your stomach. Yep. Oh, I remember feeling awful, oh, yeah. nauseous. But I, it was like I'd, honestly, I'd rather feel that because it wasn't like puke nauseous. But yeah. it was like it was like you didn't feel good. I was like I'd rather feel that than the pain in my mouth because the only reason I go to the dentist, unfortunately, <clears throat> is when it fucking hurts. The best thing for that though, is protein shakes, as much as or fucking hydrocodones. That. Well, no, I'm and I didn't use I didn't end up shake. using them all. I still had like four left over afterwards because yeah. I was very good at rationing it yeah they, but they give you that extra edge like that protein shake will give you that extra part where you don't you're getting all the nutrients you need but you're not actually eating but you're taking in all that extra nutrients to where it counters it a little bit yeah yeah they you're gave, still gonna have that sick feeling and that oh my god i'm fucked up feeling but they gave me oxycodone with uh 1200 milligram ibuprofen together he's feeling good so i mean the first time i took the oxycodone i was like whoa this feels good and then i was like wait a minute what's this nausea knocking at my door oh i have a bunch of holes in my mouth let me just go throw up and bust all my stitches like, oh yeah like it was not it was not good 
Like, especially, you know, we're 24 hours after the hot potato soup episode. <laughs> so my mouth's not feeling great. Classic. Just on multiple <laughs> levels. Yeah. That was an episode. That was the number one thing I was worried about was busting those stitches. Because mm-hmm. I had fucking cat fucking caves yep. where they pulled the teeth. And it took months, you know, where you put your tongue back there and you're like, oh my, you, like you could feel the ridges of where your Man. tooth was. Yep, and, and you can't help but dip. pick at it with your tongue yeah. either because oh, once yeah. you know it's back there, it's so, like... Have you ever chipped a tooth? It's mm-hmm. the same thing. When yep. you chip a tooth and you notice it finally, it's just like, oh, oh my God, it's there. I've done it once and it was during a catalytic mosh pit at uh, Jerry Lee's at the time. Oh, North End now. And I, I just, my somebody's shoulder went right into my jaw and... And then I was like, oh, that sucks. That's sharp. <laughs> Why didn't you try it for Cadillac when they were looking for a vocalist? I, uh, no. <laughs> 30%er, man. No, I'm not going to drive to Indy. That's the thing. And I don't have the time for it. Uh, I've anyway. been trying so hard to expand that way. I, d- I commented one time and a bunch of people jumped on it. They're like, dude, you should do it. I'm like, none of y'all motherfuckers have ever <laughs> heard of you guys want me to do cleans, <laughs> you know, but I'm definitely, you know, something I want to want to try. I told Dustin, I was like, dude, if you're ever if you're ever doing a Lafayette show and you just want to because Dustin's doing all the vocals now. I know. And he, he, he shared some videos the other day and it sounded great. Yeah. Uh, I told him, I was like, hey, dude, if you if you're ever in a Lafayette and you want to, like, have a song break or something like that, just. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Tell me what song, and I'll practice it. Kind of guessed in. Yeah, whatever. they're so good. Yeah, they're so tight. They're re- and and I've heard that from the people that record them, and that's when you when you really really know, you know when when it's when you're able to say like it doesn't sound like much, but if they're playing at 180 beats per minute, every single member of the band is playing there, not 179, not 181, everyone is tuned right mm-hmm. where they're supposed to be and it's not everybody's cup of tea it is mine it's fun it's uh, it's just good sounds, music it, yeah. it it reminds me of other stuff that i used to like yeah it, it's metalcore um through and through. better mm-hmm. better metalcore everybody honestly. gives them shit because they're like uh oh, you guys are like just like kill switch engage and they're like and kill switch engage is a, an amazing fucking yeah band. but yeah. but so. you 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 tell them that and they're like i think we're more like soil work <laughs> it's like yeah, I see that. I definitely yeah. see that. Why, why do we always have to shit on each other? No, that, that's my that's my point. Yeah, it, it's for like, for real. Pissing's a lot dirtier. Well, my opinion. I don't know. I don't no, know. and I and I get it. I've been I've been booking shows for this is uh, six or seven years now. Six years. And people have said like people comment. They're like, you used to book metal shows, and you don't always book metal shows who like, fucking cares no you haven't I booked, booked... The, I booked what i like yeah you've booked more than metal shows for several years now the majority of the time that i've been doing it and would you book me if i labeled myself as an amateur yodeler yes absolutely <laughs> okay yes all right uh Anyone that's listening or watching this, we're gonna put this in into the works. We're working on a amateur yodeling. Can we get a, can we get a test I, I love doing not, reveals not like this I'm because not, the chance of people up. hearing it's it is not necessarily yep, yep, yep. slim. But like, I love announcing stuff on Brews with Dudes, and and no one ever ever brings it up again. But I'll say right now, podcast fee exclusive. We're working on a what is it? A Tony Hawk one or two? I don't remember. Goldfinger, Superman. Here I am, getting older all the time. 
getting older all the time, feeling younger in my. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No idea. Really? I didn't. I didn't play either okay. of those games. So thirty percent. Ska, punk, what, yep, whatever. Yep, yep. I played underground. So for so for LaffyCon, I've got a couple punk bands. That's all I'll say. Working on doing a cover set where they only play Tony Hawk music. Fuck yes! Yeah, and that'd we, be sick. From the first two, three. Oh, bet. From the first two, three. Yeah, from the first three. One, two, and three. Um. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Um, counting tall. And we've got we've got several people working on the horns because it's a ska band, yeah. right? And Nick Maxson is playing trombone at LaffyCon. Fuck yes. On Fuck stage. Yeah. So prepare for that. Woo. It's going to happen. I'm excited yeah. for this LaffyCon. Are you going to wear pants? Me too. Maybe I not. Mean, okay. You never know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. LaffyCon's going to be fun. This is going to be... Uh, no, when, when's LaffyCon happening again? April 27th and 28th. That's a, that's a good plug there, right there. Square. Night of the Round is coming back. Good. We're talking to Yavin 4. We've got Ooh. the band playing... Tony Hawk stuff. Yavin 4 is good. They're very good. I don't think the guy likes me. Some friends with some friends with Chris Charles and Chris Charles made. You were part of it. The gay the the, the gay comic strips. Oh, <laughs> I was part of that. <laughs> exploring and, and, and people take it the wrong way. You know, like I, I'm so weirdly in the middle. Those like, were so just many people fun. on the left are very like, don't you ever fucking say anything that could be misconstrued. And I'd like the, the 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 right where it's like we joke, we joke. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that we joke I'm, hard. <laughs> I don't even want to say because I don't want to be taken out of context. Cool. But 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 you know like you know if someone says that that someone called us a faggot earlier, yeah. And you know, yeah, it's a terrible word. It's a terrible word. Yeah. But you're but I'm not about to cause World War fucking three over someone's joke joking. Is that person a shitbag for using faggot as a derogatory term? Sure. I'm not about to cause World War fucking three over it. Well, you know? here, here, I mean, I here's kind of the full... From a standpoint of us, you know, everybody's different point of view on everything, you know, when it comes to... <laughs> I was getting ready to grab it. To, you know, you go you after it. I want you to man, try it. You know, and, and hearing that, you know, they're probably obviously going to take way more yeah. to me sitting here being like, oh, hey, you're a faggot, you know, like... Well, Obviously, it is a very derogative term, and matter I think is worse than saying. Oh, it's better than the you. last time I had it. In all opinions. Yeah, sure. I I would much rather someone say "fuck you" than, than to call, call me a me faggot a or to call me a I mean, derogatory it's, it's, word. That's it's a pure insult you know. that is taken in all different kind of manners. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here's kind of the flip side of the coin, and it's not necessarily correct, but it's kind of the the way that I've modeled myself the last couple of years, especially because I'm an extremely abrasive guy. I mean, everybody in this room except Chris, I think, understands that I'm an abrasive guy. Um, if you allow words to hurt your feelings, you are giving other people power over you. Absolutely. And you should never concede power to anyone else because it's, it's totally unnecessary. And I'm not saying that you should be like so calloused and just so you know so stone-faced that you you're devoid of emotion but if i say hey nick you're a dumbass if if that legitimately hurts your feelings like number one you need to communicate that with me so that i don't you're a dumb nick you're a dumbass because you think like because nick you think that way because you're a christian you're a dumbass because you're christian you're a dumbass because you're gay you're a dumbass because 
That's not. Anyway. That's not okay. That's a. Like, that, that's did, personally with our buddy somebody. earlier. With our buddy Putting earlier. Into a stereotype, mm-hmm. essentially. You can call me a dumbass, but you better back it up. Right. I want to hear it. You're white. You're black. You're brown. Bubba, that ain't gonna hold up. Yeah, because we're that all, ain't gonna we're hold all, up. We're all See, dumbasses. Well, and I've brought it up on the on the show many a time, and and you know, anytime I debate anything with anybody. If we all just acknowledge the fact that we're fucking human beings, we are all legitimately 100% human beings, at least half of our fucking problems would go away overnight. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, brown, purple, fucking rainbow, <laughs> iridescent, fucking, it, it just doesn't matter. You're we a fucking, same. You're a fucking same human place. being. Get over it. And I don't, and, and I legitimately, for the entirety of my life, have never fucking cared. Just don't care. I don't. I don't care what you're like. The only reason I, if I don't like you, like, it's because of something that you've said. It's or because of done. something you've done. Right. I've never ever I'm said like. I'm holding you accountable be, for something uh, that you've done. Tyler's wearing an Indiana yeah, University. Oh my God! Fuck him! Holy shit! Fuck him! Just because of something that has nothing to do with your character. Right. I mean, it has something to do with your character, but. My sister goes there. Yeah, that's why I have this. Delicious. I wish I was iridescent. I kind of wish you were iridescent too. I want to. I mean, You've pretty, been real fucking quiet over there. Pretty what, dude? There's no room to talk. Get in there. <laughs> we're fighting. We're fucking fighting for kick, space. Well, kick we down have, the door. We have two very, I'm a very, very strong personalities over here, and you know that's one of the reasons I love having Nick on here. Mm-hmm. It's because he's very opinionated. Because he challenges and, and he challenges him, and he has interesting shit to say. And he's you know? a beautiful guy. That's why I, I keep talking. You guys get to talk every week. I only I only get to talk every I now. I want to say again. this. So, on drunk catastrophe, we were drunk, <laughs> and I was dead quiet. And, and you said something that really hit home for me. I, think, I hope you didn't I, call you a faggot because that's rude. <laughs> I mean, you, you, and this is the episode he comes out. <laughs> you were kind of like having like this heart, to, this drunken heart to heart with me. You're like, man, I know you only like to have me. You only want me to have want to have me on the 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 this the extra the drunk show. And you don't want to have me on the regular show. And I'm like, what? That sounds like something I would say drunk. Yeah. I was like, what? I remember this conversation. Well, it was yeah. always really difficult when we did it on Wednesday. Yeah, because you had band practice. I mean, you, you yeah. do your own. I mean, we all have... That's something else we stress all the time on the show, how fucking busy we are. I mean, oh, yeah. I yeah. fucking... Sonic the Hedgehog speed grouted a bathroom, like, right before <laughs> I came over here. Like we're all fucking adults, man. Yeah, we can't, we can't just. I want to say I, I wanted to have you back on the show. An hour early. What's that? I technically left work an hour early today. Damn, my man. No I've wanted to have you back on the show for a while. I'm very yeah, sorry. we've both been. It's just a matter of like. I'm dapper Dan. Well, when we when we moved dapper to Tuesdays, <laughs> I moved into a house where I didn't want to really have anybody over. Mm-hmm. I, I was very ashamed of that house, and I, I we only brought select few people. Over I bitched there. about it every every week. Every Tuesday, I fucking bitched about having to record there. Like, it was that bad. I understand. The space was cool. It was actually it was a, that, it was a cool space. room. It was a cool room, but I understand where, you know. Yeah, you the circumstances of living there. Yeah. The circumstances of living there was just terrible. Imagine. Honestly, like my last apartment. I, I hated having people over there. It was a very dark apartment. Needless to say, I love the fact that it was dark because if you watch the movie or something, dude, it's great. Like the only theater. windows in my whole apartment were in my room. I had three windows in my room only. It was on a storefront. It was a really cool like experience. You know, it was a really cool area, but at the same time, man, it was so 
dark and it just seemed so eerie the whole time you were there. Yeah. Imagine, cool, imagine but... this. Imagine you laid down in a man-sized cat litter box, mm-hmm. and the cats that that take up residence in that abode um, never get bathed and wallow in their own excrement, and the only thing that they eat are like dead animals and asparagus. <laughs> Asparagus is good for you, though. I mean, but it I also like makes your pee beefy. I mean, it, it, it makes <laughs> your beefy pee dank. Like, beefy pee-pee. Beefy pee-pee. Um, and then you just... You, like, put a tanning bed immediately over top of that litter box and then just cook <laughs> it 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Yeah, this house is just bad. That's the way that it smelled. It, this house, the owner and his pitiful excuse for a dog were just the Which is worst. pitiful pitiful because of him. Absolutely. Not because of we its own existence. To... It wasn't necessarily a pitiful pitiful. It was just a pitiful ownership. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I understand. Because I have a pitiful pitiful because my pitbull is pitiful. Matt, you came over there a few times. But... Yes, sir. Was my, was my uh, description pretty accurate? Here's the thing I can't really say because I don't really have a very good sense of smell. <laughs> And I lived in Chicago, which is full of just pollutions that fuck my sinuses. Right, mm-hmm. so you're pretty much so, inoculated yeah, to I it. Couldn't, I couldn't. Do I'm it. immune. I walked in and I'm just like, smells oh, like man, that guy smells, on the subway. It smells <laughs> great right now. Like, who got the air fresh? Smells like who? Is that Febreze? Like, that must be oh, some shit. glad extra, man. Like, that is some good yeah. shit. But no, I, when I would walk in and I would look at the sink, I'm just like, the fuck? That's is, been there for two what weeks. Is, I was like, that was there last time I was here, a fucking month ago. Well, the thing is, the thing is, like, we kind of gave up, like, a couple months in. Because what he would do is he would stay in his room all the time, but he would keep his glasses and plates and stuff up there as he used them and then finally just bring them all down. And then he would just put them in the sink instead of doing them or put or put him in the dishwasher. (laughs) Instead of being a grown-ass man. I can't stand that shit. Yeah. I kind of had you with a roommate at one point in time where it was, I literally, the whole time I had this roommate, I used one bowl and a cup, and when I would go to get another, because I was basically living off cereal and fucking whatever the fuck else I could drink. That was it. And I would wash those individual things every so often. Well, every now and again on a Friday before I'd hit the bar, I'd take them out of my room, which was one bowl, one plate, one cup. That was it. I yeah. set it in the sink. And I say, hey, I'll take care of this later. The thing about the thing about it, it. the thing about it is, and uh, Veronica from uh, Foodies, yeah, Walk Among Us, she posted something the other day about the gentleman whose wife divorced him because of the glass by the dishwasher. And I read it, and 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 I totally, totally, absolutely understand it because I'm the same way in terms of I've had a lot of different roommates before. Hey, tons. (laughs) I've had tons. Um. Dick is honestly one of the, the the only examples of roommates that I didn't end up fucking despising afterwards because it was stuff like stuff like that like 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 oh, hey I'm gonna wash my dishes you wash your dishes and if you don't do it for a while and and I and I look at you and go like dog for whatever <laughs> it's worth I'd really like it if you just washed your shit and didn't lay it leave it out yeah. it's your decision you you can absolutely you can sit there and say. I understand, Nick. It is also my house, and I will do what I want. Bravo. Or you can say, Nick is that. 
my friend, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And and he has expressed to me that this is something that would make him yeah. happier. And and you always get to decide. You know, you get to decide is it worth it? And sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it's not. Yeah. And um Well and you could meet it in the middle and compromise too, yeah. that whatever dishes are in the sink at the end of the day. Whoever walks up to the sink at that point just does all the dishes. Yeah. It's just a matter of under, it's, a, it's a matter of understanding that the things the things you, that you don't think are a big deal because, um, I don't want to put you in any kind of hole, Chris. But it sounds like you're you're right. somewhat lenient on on cleanliness. Right. And in my head, because of my parents, I'm a clean freak. Yeah. Well, and, and you can and and you should be able to ascertain that, especially in the article that I read. It was about a loved one. So we'll talk about holy sh Jess for a second. Jess and I have been together for eight fucking years. She fucking knows like this is Nick's <laughs> fucking thing. And is it irrational? No. Maybe. But if if he just wants you, if, if that's just his fucking thing, if his fucking thing is to make sure that the dishes are clean, it's your decision. It's yeah. your decision if you if you respect that person enough to do what they're asking or to say like, it's our house. I don't want to do it. Tight. That's good for you. Felipe. And Guess I what, Dick? Out of my eight roommates, I'm not friends with six of them because people said it's my place too. I can do what I want. Everybody always has the ability mm -hmm. to do what they want. What I don't have a lot of friends that I've been friends with for fucking six, eight, ten years. Sup? And the people that I am friends with <laughs> understand <laughs> that you got to take. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to do the things that people that, that you don't want to do. You don't want to do dishes? Too fucking bad. You don't want to do your laundry? Too fucking bad. You've got to do things to fit into society. That is the fucking that is the price of civilization is the ability to compromise with people and say that's not exactly what I want, but I'm willing to give it up to keep this going. My whole thing of it was is I literally only used those dishes. I didn't cook dinner because I couldn't afford to fucking buy what I wanted to cook. I was one of those people. I wanted to be a chef out of high school. That's what I wanted to do. I never made it through that. But it is what it is. So for me, I would always take care of my dishes. Whatever I yeah. used, I would take care of. He, My roommate at the time was one who cooked. I didn't eat what he cooked because I didn't like what he was cooking. It was just shit. You know, it was bad food. I'm not going to eat it. I'll, I would rather eat a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch than eat your... I'm not advocating for you to clean up other people's well, no. messes. Absolutely. Well, this is where it became an issue, though, is he wanted me to do all the dishes. I was only down mm. to clean what I had used because I was not cooking at the time or any of that. Had I been partaking in these dishes, you know, that he was cooking or if I was cooking, yes, absolutely, I will clean up my mess. My whole thing with living with roommates is you're responsible for yourself and your mess. Now, if we all go in together, let's say it's all of us living together in a house. We all cook dinner together. All right, well, you know what? I don't expect one person to take care of the dishes. But, hey, hey, you do the first load and we'll do the second load. So it sounds like we're coming to – we're dragging the fuck on. I have no idea where Absolutely. we were. But the, but the point is is, is you've got you to be vocal about what the fuck you want. Oh, if yeah. Dick, Dick, Dick and I never made fucking beautiful dinners together. Yeah. If Dick and I had sat in the kitchen and made beautiful dinners together, candlelight, then it's up for discussion who has to do the fucking dishes. Yeah. It's not if exactly. Dick if Dick walks downstairs, makes himself some fucking pizza rolls, walks upstairs, eats his pizza rolls. It's not my job to wash his pan. It's not my job to wash his fucking plate. Yeah. That's his fucking job. That's, that's an exact scenario. That's a matter. That's a matter of being. That's a matter of being a decent <laughs> that fucking happened. person. Well, somebody and that was and, my viewpoint of it. Though, in a, in a video the other day, yourself. somebody referred to. 
an idea that's called uh, behavioral conservatism. And I hate terms and shit. But but I'm I'm very very I hate vocabulary. I really do. Verbiage. It hits it. me every time. Well, no, because you hear stuff. You, you hear uh, stuff about fake news, and you hear stuff about alt yeah. right, and 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 it turns into something where every time you don't agree, right, you slap it. You know, you, you slap it. It with becomes this, a stereotype in itself. This different verbiage, and and the idea of um, behavioral conservatism Not is the right. idea that shit is gonna go a certain way. There's a schedule. We, we decide how things go, and we execute it the way it's supposed to be. And that I'm absolutely that. Um, economically um, and socially, I'm, I'm very, very left and, and, and liberal. But in terms of the way it works, because if you have a kid, you, you've got girls, right? I just have one. Yeah, but yeah. And, and, and I'm sure she is rowdy, rowdy as fuck. I've got a, a seven-year-old boy. And from the way I was raised, I was raised by a cop. And I was the second son, and there was three boys. You did what you were supposed to fucking do, and it took a very long time. But if Dad says jump, you jump, jump. you jump. And if Dad says jump an extra half half foot, you jump an extra fucking half foot. If Dad says do this, you fucking do it. It's the way that the world fucking works. You do what you're supposed to. And I, I I'm definitely I think that way. I think that you have to instill that in. Not just boys, but girls. You have to instill it in people. We have to instill that in human beings. The world works this way, and you have to fucking do things. Uh, Right now, parenthood time, messes. Clean your messes. You can't can't watch TV until you clean your messes. And for a while, it don't make no fucking sense, but it has to be the thing. You Mm -hmm. have to just beat it into their their fucking heads. And I think that... When I had Carolyn, I just had my daughter, and she's five. Well, it was one of those things where it's like, hey, we're going to have a daddy-daughter date. But after the whole day of, you know, her playing with, you know, my buddies, kids and stuff, it was like, hey, you guys need to clean up your mess. And my kids are very well behaved. I'm blessed in that matter because I was a shithead as a kid. So I don't know how I got so lucky. But my kids are are very well behaved for the most part. And uh, my daughter on the other hand, she went and she cleaned her mess. We went on daddy-daughter date. It was the reward to it where it was like, hey. If you if you make sure your your stuff is cleaned up, hey, we are gonna go and take this date. And absolutely best time of my life. Took my daughter bowling for the first time. Great, had a great time. It it all comes and, back to what I think I was getting at, and we might have gotten sidetracked. Is you have to lay out for the most part the uh, the terms of engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. with with the people that you're hanging roommates, you got to be like, we're doing this. You got to do this. Kids, hey, you want to watch those fucking dumbass YouTube videos? You got to do this. You got to do this. Because if you don't do it then, it makes your friends, people, children, it makes them think that the way that they're behaving will work. You You have to tell people, this is what I will accept. You don't have to be a leftist dickhead and say like, you must do this. But we were hanging out with a buddy today that said some shit that I didn't like, and I spared not one fucking moment to I be like, like to say, I do not like what you just said to me, and this is why I don't like it, and I will, and if you want to talk about it more, I can, you know. That's you good. you got you got to be you got to be straight with people, well, and it hurts. You're not too. you're you're taught about you're taught about us flying over from Great Britain and taking over America. You're not taught, you know. You're not taught that how, how, we, how we got where we were 
You know, you taught me you taught me about Columbus selling the ocean blue. You didn't tell me how to do taxes. You didn't tell me about healthcare. You got to be on. You got to be honest with people, and you got to you got to be able to when understand I, where you're coming from. I think from a parenthood perspective, I think the earlier, I think one of the biggest ways that we fail as a society is if you acknowledge the fact that the world is a cruel and difficult to live in place. You are a radical, extremist conservative, and you're just out to put your thumb over everybody and just oppress people, and it's bullshit. The world is fucking awful it everywhere. Is, you can't, you cannot instill a sense of nihilism. You, you, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't install a sense of nihilism in your children because. What what good does it do to teach peop- your kids and the people around you that that it's not gonna get better? Well, you can't teach people that it's not gonna get better. But you, you can tell them that it's really fucking bad. It's really hard. It's tough, but you gotta look at the bright side. You gotta, yes. Not not that you have to look at the bright side, but you have to do something. You don't. You are the person that can do do something different. Yep. You don't have to be an eternal optimist where it's all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies are flying out of your ass. But you have to acknowledge the fact that life is hard and it is difficult and it continually gets more difficult yeah. as long as you ignore the fact that it is difficult. That doesn't do you – a blind optimism. Blind optimism right. doesn't do anybody any good. Right. You have to be able to understand the troubles that you're dealing with and think of an effective way to move forward. When I think, um, I think you have to – you have to be very – careful in how you do it but i think that like from from the time that you know kids have the ability to really think and act themselves you have to you have to instill the idea that you don't get anything without earning it absolutely and 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 you're you're meant you're and you you can't bring others down in the pursuit of what you're doing yes and and i didn't you know, I didn't necessarily grow up that way and deal and and have to overcome those things directly. But but you've got to you, you as a parent are ex, you mold the world mm-hmm. that these fucking people live in, and these fucking little people are going to be us. They're going to be older. They're going to be the ones that are shaping the world that we're living in. And and I, I do truly believe I do I do truly believe that radical fucking fascism is not going is not going to ruin the world that we live in i think i think the compassionate uh mentality is gonna work out i gotta gotta well like for me you're in love there's a toilet right there right there right inside that room (laughs) here i go again on your own i was was raised roman catholic okay that was how my family did shit me too as soon as i came from ohio to live with my dad and my stepmom it was all Roman Catholic. It was hardcore, embedded, embedded into my head, where it's like, nope, you go to church every Sunday. If you don't, you're going to hell, kind of shit like that. But what I've come to learn after having two children is it's one of those things where it's like, okay, for me personally, I don't have, really have a religious view. I, uh, I'll figure it out when I get there. That's how I look at it. Right. But me personally, when it comes down to my kids, I don't have to yell at my kids. You know, I might raise my voice, but as soon as I raise that voice, boom, the kids know, oh, shit, we fucked up. What did we do wrong? Mm-hmm. 
My kids but, have become immune to the dad voice. Well, I've come to <laughs> You're not doing it good enough then. I was the, doing it fine. <laughs> honestly, like, the yelling and screaming, like, when I was a kid, you know, if I did something wrong, I got my ass beat. Well, I got my ass handed to me. Yeah, me Which, too. Don't get me wrong. I believe in certain circumstances that needs to happen to kids still. In well, a there's a difference between disciplining a child and abusing a child. Exactly. It is not it is. apples to apples. They are not the yeah. same thing. No. You know, back when we were all kids, like, you know, us getting our ass beat, like, man, that was probably, like, to the core, where it's like, man, that's, that's borderline abuse. But that was what we grew up on. Did you get your ass beat, Matt? Yes, sir. Like, His dad's a Marine. Like, not here. not just with the hand. I'm talking the belt, the extension cord, the wooden the wooden uh, spoon, the whole... <laughs> can, can I get an amen? Amen, brother. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, maybe a hell yeah, but... Hell yeah! <laughs> but, uh, like, I was raised by my grandparents. I had to go get my own switch. Oh yeah, exactly. And for as long as for as long as I had to get my own switch, I never picked one good enough. The problem not is, one that's time the point. did I pick one good enough. That's the point. In my opinion, this is a problem with kids now, though. Is that's abuse. Yes. To me, that was discipline. You fucked up. You're gonna pay for it. Now, when it comes, like if I'm disciplining my kids, friends, like I said, all I have to do is raise my voice, mm-hmm. and my kids instantly know, oh shit, we fucked up. And dude, I mean, my kids will go to tears just for me raising my voice, not yelling, just raising it. Where it's like, hey, serious tone. Yeah, my daughter's you know, that and way. And where, where do you draw the line? Because at, at this point, we we decided very very early that we wouldn't spank, we weren't gonna mm-hmm. do it, um, because I remember from childhood that the number one thing they did it for me was loudness and yelling yeah. and you got it and and it's hard to explain that to a fucking kid that it's like do you do you understand that when i tell you to do something you don't listen but when i yell you do you don't like it when i yell just do just just fuck just do it and i won't yell and and the thing is is you're is you're trying to find the point where where you're able to say that which sucks i believe it or not and your best friend in the fucking world, and you would be disgusted to find out what I would do to protect you. Mm-hmm. The world, in the darkest moment, hates your fucking guts and is not going to follow any rules. They're going to do whatever. You need to understand that that there are situations where you need to do what you need to fucking do. It's a hard thing. I have no idea how we got this deep into the parenting. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Well, though. no, it, it's a good. It, it, it took me all the way up until the last like two years of my life to realize how hard life actually gets. Oh, it fucking sucks, you know, I'm, man. I'm, yeah. I'm 30 years old, you know, and Nick was there through it with a lot for me a lot, you know, during this time period. But everything always seems so easy. Well, then once you're on your own completely, entirely, 100% dependent on yourself, dude, I mean, that is a whole new aspect of life. If you have Especially when you're not prepared it. for it. And yeah. honestly, though, like, it's one of those things, like, when you come out of high school or you're going to college, fuck a roommate. I love Get it. your place on your own so you can actually learn what it is to be an adult, mm-hmm. and then you get a better aspect. But, you know, kids aren't going to listen to what the fuck we have to say about it. They're going to be like, oh, well, that's the same shit my parents I'm somewhat glad I had roommates because then I learned that I hated roommates, but then I kept having roommates. This is the first time I haven't had a roommate since in, like, six years. The only roommate I've ever had is my wife. And I still technically have roommates because I have a wife and kids. But but I've had enough friends who have had awful experience with, with roommates 
before Skylar and I moved in together that I knew that no matter what, I was going to do it by myself. Because, you know, you were talking about you and Jess's thing is, you know, one thing. Skylar and I's thing is, uh, like, my thing is wet towels, towels on the floor. Yeah. If, you, if you get out of the <laughs> shower, so the way that I do it, I take a shower. I use a towel. The next day, when I take a shower again, I put that towel on the floor. That's my floor towel. Because I only use a towel one time. I'm one of those fucking I'll use the same one all week. Nope, I'm a high-maintenance guy. I fucking use that towel one time. I cannot stand fucking uh, shower must. But if you do it it right and you're able to communicate shit with people because you don't Communication is everything to everybody. The point. And and just, just admittedly, she's told me. She's just like, Nick, I don't know how to explain it, but you are a hundred times cleaner than me. So the things that you think that need to be done, I'm not gonna do it. Period. I'm the and same you, way. You have to just understand that people are that way. I'm the yes. Jess you in this situation. Different, <laughs> you have different motivations. In my head, I go, counters clean, nothing on the floor. The floor everyone is different. And you have to decide mm-hmm. for yourself if if the people that you're dealing with and the things that they're doing, is it worth it? And you fucking decide for yourself. Yeah. And it's not it's not necessarily differentiating matters of being able to tolerate. Because holy shit, mm-hmm. love Jess to the ends of the world. But it is a constant exercise mm-hmm. in what you're able to tolerate. Because when I say, I want this, and she goes, I don't get it. You, okay then, I'm going to leave you. Or deal with it, you know. And, and every, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's like it's like okay, we've got our fucking things, and you have to decide. You know, it's super super fucking hard. Like Dick, we've been friends for six years. Six years. And there's times I didn't fucking like you. Yeah. And, and we get there, <laughs> and and you know, it, it goes with all sorts of people. And the idea of spending. We're young, all of us, every single one of us. We're young people, and the fact that we're able to hold on to six, seven years that, that's a long time to be friends, you know, in a lot of different standards. You know, Jess and I are a little longer. Brett, Zach, and I have been friends for like 12 years. I was getting ready to say, you and I it, have been friends for almost 12 it, years. Me and you know, I, it's very, it, it, me it's and hard I. to, you know, like, like, like Tyler and I can get along with a lot of things, and the things that we don't get along about aren't dealt with every day. I don't, we, I don't fucking, I don't put my laundry away immediately. It don't fucking matter. Difference in opinion. You know. No. It I, took I me cultivating yeah. human relationships. We've been friends for what, eight, nine years? Uh, we've been Facebook official for like an hour. It took me, it took me <laughs> a long time. I mean, because she would get out of the shower and just leave towels on the floor. Well, my master bathroom upstairs has carpet. That's oh, fucking no. wet towel oh, on no. carpet with wood subfloor. I'm sorry, like... Before I owned a home, I probably wouldn't have gave a shit. Now that I fucking pay that mortgage and I own that home and I got to be in it for, you know, a fucking finite amount of time, like... How many different ways can you say politely, babe, please? Just pick the fucking towel up. Like, it got to the point where if I got out of the shower, because a lot of times we shower together, especially in the morning. It's faster, it's easier, it's convenient for other things. There's sex. There's sex and... 
and and we're not a fan of showers. We don't. I we, hate showers. Okay, showers. no, no, no. We don't. We're not going into that. <laughs> Tyler's talking. We're not going into that. But I would get out of the shower and then before her, and then I would come back after she's got out of the shower to finish getting ready. And I'm like, I'm putting my deodorant on, and I turn around and I look down. There's a fuck wet towel on the floor. I wasn't the last one out of the shower. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you pick the towels up? Because you're you're gonna make the floor rot. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, like the only I I was getting to the point where I was having fucking aneurysms. Like I'm dude. I'm right. I'm like right. Like fucking Ric Flair. Like I'm about (laughs) to bust. Every fucking thing in my body that carries blood throughout, yeah. I am going to Eyes explode. And not to take away, and not that. to take away from how amazing Jess is, she is great. She's amazing. But her and I, we did a thing, and we have a, a little boy who is. You did the thing. He's a great. He's he's the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, I'm really hoping it doesn't come to me killing people for him. But if I have to kill people for my kid, I'm going to kill people. Um, and, and there's only one person in the world that, that is going to be in the same boat as me. And it's that fucking woman. And, and I'm going to do everything that I can to, to you know, make her happy. And Same, same. Because, be, because it's, 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 the, it's the understanding of, um, I think very highly of myself. I think high, more highly of myself than a lot of people do. But at the end of the day, when you're when you're looking at someone and you say, "Why the fuck do I like Nick so much? Why the fuck do I like Tyler so much?" Because of the things you do and the way that you act. Honestly, yeah. And it's just like earlier and, and 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 I think that a lot of that reflects in the way that I I treat my child, reflects in the way that I treat my kid, it reflects in the way that I treat my friends. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that every fucking tiny little yourself. thing you do it affects people. Yep. You mm-hmm. got to be aware of that. You're always so. making waves whether you want to or not. You, you and while, have to set the example for you, yourself, your kids, your family. You have or not. to set your example. You, you can and you can set the example or not, exactly. but whether or not you choose to is what matters. You are. Yep. And when I say I'm 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 not going to try to be a good example, then right. Nick, you are preparing yourself to be the bad example right. <laughs> of what is to be expected. Well, Cuz I I don't believe in with, with the bar tonight, you know, the situation we had earlier, it was one of those things where it was like, no, I, I've known Nick since I pretty much moved to Indiana. I mean, Nick, me and his brother were, were great of friends all the way up till high school where shit happens. But, you know, hey, it happens. We're fucking young. But it's turned into one of those things where Nick and I know each other to a certain level where, you know, someone's saying something and I'm going to defend this person because I know, hey, this we is what he's about. We were straight up about to fight somebody. Yeah, like I was ready. We, to, if a I couple hours ago, nod, like it would have happened, I would have swung, and that would have been it. And the story, that's it, it. And if I'm getting my ass beat, Nick, please help me. Like that's all I had to ask. <laughs> I've not been in that situation in so long, but we were sitting there looking at this guy, and it's like, dude, if you say one more, someone wrong, I know. Hmm, what no, is it? Anybody I, I know? We, we, I'm not gonna say it on we air, but it is someone you know. And he just kept saying stuff that I was like. And, and Chris kept looking we at me. He's like, are you going to let him talk to us like that? I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to let him talk to us like that. Like we said earlier. Shit, you know, hold my hoops. The way that it was put in contact to us, it was just mm-hmm. like, dude, Nick, like, you give me the right look, man. Like, I'm going to swing. And like, I just hope that we can get out of here before the cops come. Because 
That's where it's going to go. We're, we're seriously just dragging. So I'd yeah. love to see so, what's in there. Hold, hold on. Right before you open that up, Nick brought I'm up not some, opening this. Nick brought up something that I that I wanted to talk about because it's very relevant. Uh, no, we got we to gotta get this out of the way. I want to hear what Tyler it. has to say. Oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> there is a young, impressionable man that yeah. I work with. He's 19. <laughs> and uh, Your new Cameron. He's my new Cameron, yeah. 100%. Um, actually less competent than Cameron. But um, him and I were having a conversation about life and philosophy and all kinds of stuff. Because you know I like to talk about that shit. Yeah, clearly. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something in perspective for you to kind of like under to make you understand what it feels like to be a parent. Because you're 19 and you don't know what that feels like. Because it was relevant to our conversation. And I said, if my family was starving. And I went to you knowing that your food had family. And I asked you for it. Just for enough to get us by. And you told me, no. We're not going to give you any. I said, I would say, okay. And then I would kill every single one of you. <laughs> protection of your own. I would kill every single one of you. Over and over and over again. Until I had the food. To keep my family alive. I've been aggressively angry at human beings. And there is... Anyone can talk... Anyone can argue with me. I'd love to. Nothing compares to what you would do Mm -hmm. to protect your family. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I would... You hear the term and it sounds silly. And I admit that it sounds silly. Uh, You jump in front of a bullet. That does sound silly. I would I would let myself fucking die ten times over if it protected my fucking child. Yep. And did I feel that way before I had a kid? No. Did I feel that way when 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 Jess was pregnant with my kid? No. It's the moment that you're looking out, at that person, and and there's no way to describe it. There's no way to describe it. Are you smart enough to say the world's going to fit, and I don't, I'm not gonna have a kid? Good. Fine. Don't have no fucking kids. The fact that I'm able to have a kid. Is 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 one of the things that makes me more human than any any other thing. Mm-hmm. An iPhone can't make an iPhone. A, a Mac computer can't make a Mac computer. Mm-hmm. But as a human being, I can make another human being. And if you don't want to exercise that right, and I can that make right, that human being a good human being. It all depends on their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I understand that it's a beautiful, dog. beautiful fucking. My my dad had four kids. That. My dad got the full fucking spectrum. You know, <laughs> is my kid gonna be the perfect kid? Almost certainly not. Am I going to do everything in my power to make him good? Sure. Am I going to fuck up? Yep. <laughs> Is my kid going to do shit I don't improve? Absolutely. It's a fucking experiment. You're experimenting with yeah. your own fucking life. And when I was born, I was given the option to fuck with someone else's life. And I took it. And I'm fucking with a fucking little seven-year-old boy's life. And hopefully he grows up to be a decent little person. And if he doesn't, then then... He had plenty of time to fix his own fucking life. It's not my fault. <laughs> right. You know, well, you got it, you know. But I, the, re- I, I the reason I brought this up is because, so he received that very positively. He's like, yeah, you know, and we went into a deeper conversation because prior to having a child, your number one directive in your mind is self-preservation. Yeah, Absolutely. that is subconsciously what you're thinking about 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You is keeping yourself stuff? alive. Some people, some people aren't even. Some people aren't worried about this. Some people right. are worried about the next fucking buzz they're gonna get. Right, but but yes. But the moment you have a child, self preservation takes second seat to and it's keeping not them alive. You, mm-hmm. it's you. You literally 
not not a lot of people are able to comprehend the idea of passing the torch to something else. Mm-hmm. My life is the second most important thing in my life. Yep. And my son's is the most important thing. Yep. Absolutely. Is, is, is he as old as me? Is he as smart as me? No. Do I think that I'm the smartest person in the world? No. But I'm going to put my fucking self on the line for this other for the correct guy. thing, this other person, this other, this is the, this is one of the biggest things that I've, you know, when I grew up, what do you, what do you want to do? I want to write. I want to write stories and I want to be a dad to a son. Boom. Absolutely. I'm halfway fucking there at 27. I'm halfway there. I'm in bands. I've wrote stories. You, I've wrote you stuff. Have. Maybe I'm 100% there all fucking ready. But it just depends on how you define success. There's no way there's no way to describe what it means to to be a parent. There's, there's no way. So no someone way else your story. So someone else was listening yeah. to the conversation and they interjected after I said that. And the whole reason I brought this up was they are a I would say extreme left leaning person. Their response was, "You're a monster," and um, if that is the society that you want to live in, then I would choose not to be a part of that society. And no, and normally I would have taken the bait right away and uh, played their game. Yeah, but my response was, "That's okay." I'll be the one that's alive. <laughs> and then that's where I left it. But, you know, we've heard Nick Spiel. We've heard Chris Spiel, my Spiel. You're a dad, so I know that yeah. you're right there. But yeah. but I wanted to hear Matt's perspective on this because Matt's not a dad. I'm the only one without a child. You're the only one without a child here. So the whole reason all the way back to the beginning I brought this up is I want to hear your perspective on it. I mean, because you don't have... And it's not a negative thing that yeah, I'm no. the, the way that I'm saying this, but you don't you're still in self preservation mode I and preserving agree. your wife's life mode. You know, I'm I'm more there than self preservation. But your I mean, wife is the number one she's, most important. She's my thing. number one priority. Take care of her. Take care of our shit. That, Make sure she is set up for whatever. Success or to be basically, able to stand life. let me say if something happens to me. I want to make sure she's taken care of. She's taken care of. Yeah. That's my number one goal. I don't really give a shit what happens to me. If something happens to me, I'm more concerned about what really how my my parents are going to take it. And like my sister and then my wife. But that is is beautiful to me that that you you view your wife in the the same way that we Mm -hmm. view our children. Absolutely. In, in the way that it's like, no, I committed my fucking life to you. Yeah. You are it. And, yep. and it sounds like from what you just said that that's what I that, come that's from the a goal. very conservative background right. where my dad was a Marine. He, my dad was very, very straight edge on this is how you, this is what you do to be a man. And this is how you do this. Which is you, a yeah, huge how, theme. And some of that toxic masculinity. Well, in a millennia <laughs> of, of literature. It, um, I, to be a man, to be a man is is one of the eternal questions that's really really hard to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, that that's really awesome. That that I, I love Jess. I, I, I love my old lady. We're not married. You're married. You were married as well. 
Um, hey, that guy's married. Yeah, I'm married. Okay. Sup. And <laughs> I do things. I want to Occasionally. I, I can say from a viewpoint of a single dad who I'm not with my, my the mother of my children anymore. But at the mm. same time, when it comes to the jump in front of a bullet, I will do anything to make sure that my kids are okay. Right. So if that means that I got jumping in front of a bullet for her, no matter how wrong she ever did me, I will do it. Right, if because that that, that because when you're not says, there, hey, she's going to be able to take bills. care of your kids. Exactly. Yep. But yep. she calls me and says, "Hey, I can't pay my bills. I have the money to take then care." Then your then your kids are suffering. No, but at the same time, you're help- helps my kids. Yes, right. My exactly. That that's that's how Miranda's been with her ex-husband in the past. Not so much now, yeah. but you know, and that's that's honestly kind of like the the downfall though is when people lose that perspective of, hey. She has my kids. Like, you know, you got so many guys who are like, oh, well, my baby mama this, my baby mama that. Well, they don't do shit for it. You have Same to time, you have to have if, a fucking grip on what it is. Absolutely. What it is. What is most important? Do I love this woman? No. But she's the mother of your kid. You have yeah. to make it work. You have to make it work. 18-year life commitment. But in all reality, no matter what, whoever you have kids with, that is a lifetime commitment. Right. It does not matter. Once they turn 18, no, okay, yeah, you don't really have much to do else with that. As thing. long as they're around, but you need to be around. Then, exactly. Until then, though, no matter what, eventually, hey, your kid's going to get married. Well, guess what? Now you're going to have to interact with this person. If you right. can't have a peaceful interaction with your ex-significant other, your baby mama, your whatever the fuck you want to call it. And them, it all comes down it, to fucking shit. There's no way, there's no way that I'm going to even entertain that shit tonight where yeah. where where are we living in a more promiscuous society absolutely oh, fuck look at you the renaissance sure, everybody was fucking everybody you need to make sure that <laughs> yeah, should, should there you, were paintings of it yeah. should <laughs> should you make sure that you're having sex with someone that you're willing to make yeah. these fucking commitments with that's one thing well not not just that you just need to be accountable for, for your, your decisions ass. Yeah. That's yep. what I, I mean. If you're gonna make a baby, you need to be man. held accountable yep. for it. Absolutely. That's exactly what I meant by being a man. Where I've preached I'm not very accountability handy. forever. I'm not. I'm not one that. Not can, because you don't have the capacity to be, just because you haven't had the experience. It's not something that I was really interested in as a child to learn how to do. I, I'll figure it out yeah. as I go along. But I'm not one that's like, oh, like if my car broke down today, I'm not gonna be able to just look at it and know what's going on. Right. But, but I'm good. Good point. Good point. To me, somebody is gonna sit there mm-hmm. and not know what to do. Yeah. I'm gonna sit there with my broken car on the highway, and I'm gonna say, "I gotta fucking deal with this." Exactly. And you're gonna fucking deal with it. Yep. Some people yeah. are able to deal with it. Some people are not. How do you deal with it? I don't know. My car's broke down on the side of the road. I need to get my car off the road. What's the problem? My kid needs picked up from fucking school. I'm picking the kid up. I don't have the fucking formula for fixing the problem. But when there's a problem, you fix it. You fix it. And that is that is the defining thing. That, that is what makes that that is what separates boys from men. That is what separates um, people that are gonna make it from people that aren't. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. And you're as a dad, you're not perfect. No, nope. you hell, dad, you're no. not perfect. None of us are perfect, but we're fucking trying. And I have, I have a suspended license, for instance, but I always figure out how to pick my kids up. I have my kids when I'm supposed to have them. I always make sure they get home the way they need to. 
It's a matter of taking the initiative to say, hey, I'm going to make sure my kids have what they need and they have the time that they need Mm -hmm. in taking care of the situation. If you can't take care of that situation, then you might as well step away. And I hate to say that, but realistically, if it, as a father, if you can't go, oh, hey, this is what my kid needs, or even as a mother, hey, this is what my kid needs, but you can't take care of that, then at that point, you need to step away. And I hate to I don't say care that. If, I don't care if you can't come to a fucking, you, you can't decide exactly what needs to be done, but you have to be able to fucking realize that someone does. And you have to be able to if you're, if you're sitting If you're sitting there saying like, I don't know. I don't know what to fucking do. And you got to listen to someone that does know what the fuck they're going right. to do. Yeah. Exactly. You got to... I mean, I have, a, I have a, a similar situation where I was I was asked to give up something that I will never give up in my life, and that's custodial rights. I will never do that. I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, well, if that's the case, then you need to send him this way because Isn't I that fucking I care wild? It. Isn't that wild that when a child is young, you can argue in court about the ability to ever fucking see that kid again? I've got a, I won't get into details, but I've got a family member dealing with a custody thing right now. And it's like, it's really fucking hard to determine, you know, legally who's the, who's best to do the fucking thing. Like, again, love you, Jess. She might not be happy about this at all. Like, we've had our moments. We've had our moments. And we've had moments where it's like, am I going to move out? Are we going to, are we not going to live together it's but it but it's yeah. never got to the point where we're talking about arguing over custody right we're not yeah. arguing over custody this is our fucking boy this is his fucking life and and if we need to teach him the the you know mom and dad together and a thing mom and dad are together is a thing it is what it is but there's never ever been a fucking argument about like you're gonna pay me so much fucking money in child support exactly that's, that's never ever anymore. been a fucking thing because it's and it might not be the case with other old ladies, but Jess never in her life will ever have to worry about me dipping or me not doing my part. Yeah. That fucking well, that dude is my is half my fucking life. I'm never I'm absolutely. never letting him go. I'm gonna pay for every fucking thing he ever does. I'm gonna make sure that Whatever he's got he every fucking meal he ever needs. I'm never fucking giving up on that shit. And there are people that are like, wait a I minute. Love that. Wait a minute. I can just say I'm not the dad and I can get out of this? Right. Fuck you, motherfucker. What are you talking about? How the fuck are you going to have a kid and act like they're not part of your life? Absolutely. Yeah. We're real. We're so deep in this. We are. I got got the episode title for this one. Let's get out of it. Can we, can we get out? What are we doing? Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Episode title. Episode title. The shit Daddy daycare. Daddy daycare. Daddy daycare. All right. The daddy daycare deepness. You finally get to open your Christmas present. Oh my God! This I've is had it. Me? I've had it for like three weeks. <laughs> oh, it finally came <laughs> it in. Finally came in. I had to order it twice. I wondered why you never, you never said it showed up. It got, it got sent to my old Abbey Lane address, and they wouldn't answer the door. You got your keys? Here. I got mine. I don't have keys, but I have knives, but they're in your car. Push the button. Pull it open. Now slide it up. He's he's opening the gift. <laughs> he's uh he's cutting. Now we're it just open. gonna watch here as Nick slices like open his jugular like vein. Black button. You did it. 
I'm a man. Man! 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 Oh! Now you're a man! Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Can I get an amen? Amen! Alright. Okay. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah, brother. God damn it, Dick. That's laser disc. Dude, okay, okay, so okay, so this is how this went, and I'll let I'll let Dick jump in like halfway through me saying this, but he said, "Hey, I found wow right this before, is laser disc right before Christmas." He said, "Hey, I found Nick's Christmas present," and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the most thoughtful thing I got this year." I want to say this: Brandon Stone gave me the idea. He's How like, did he know? Well, because he he knew about. The, I've told him about the whole speed on VHS thing. Okay. And he's like, dude, you should get him. You should get him a laser this is, disc. <laughs> this is epic. So I'll I'll do it as fast as I can. I read an article. I think it was Vice, and they said that there's a dude that's collecting VHS copies of Speed, and this dude had tons and tons of copies, and his goal was to collect all of them. So I started collecting them so that if he ever wanted to be the one, he had yeah, to confront me. Fucking gently. So I've got I, final boss. I think at this point I've got eight copies. You're like in Super Mario right now. I've got eight copies of So if speed. he wants to finish the collection, he's got to fucking he come through you. He has to go through me. And this is a big fucking part of it. So, <laughs> so unless he doesn't care about Laserdisc, but give it to me. Speed. Give it to me. I, I need... This guy is, he has hundreds and he has thousands of copies of Speed on VHS. (laughs) And he's trying to collect them all. So I want to build a big collection so that if he wants them, he has to challenge me in the open field. That is honestly a really hard (laughs) one. Trial by combat. That was like my first action-packed movie that I loved as a kid. Yeah, yeah, same. Absolutely. Where it was just like, oh my God. So so Blaine tells me, he said, hey, I I got Nick's Christmas present picked out. And I said, "Oh yeah," and I like I had kind of forgotten about the speed thing, so I didn't. Because yeah, we that. talked about it on the Doctor Strange yep. thing, I which I gave him the VHS for. Yep, I didn't come to that <laughs> right away. I was like, "Oh, you know, it'll probably be something cool." Are we doing that again, April Fools? I would like uh, to. No, I would really. We'll like see what to. happens. I would. We'll see what this. Nate cooks up. But he says he's like, he's like, yeah, I got him another copy of Speed, and I was like, oh, you got him another. Another copy. Of I love that I'm this. part of the family enough that you know that that is something I need. Yeah, of Speed on VHS. Nick needs a gift. Get him another copy of Speed on VHS. And then he That's goes, he goes, know. he goes. Yeah, I got him a copy of Speed, but it's not not on VHS. And I was like, oh, you got it on DVD or Blu-ray. He goes, no, I got it on Laserdisc. <laughs> Fucking Laserdisc. What? The most obscure media format. <laughs> this is definitely. Doing the trick for me. Yeah. Once again, I can't take all the credit. Brandon Stone, it was his idea. All right. I got an instant fucking hard on when he said that he bought you a copy of Speed on Laserdisc. Technically, I bought him two. So I can only imagine how you feel right now. The fact now. that everyone gets it. I, I love that everyone understands that that's one of my things. It's like fucking Highlander. I feel, I feel sad sometimes. It's like fucking Highlander. Dark, there can only be one. The darkness of this podcast for the episode. I sometimes feel so sad that... Who is that? I don't know. I'm what? scared. I'm scared. I don't even want to talk. 
Well, I was I was thinking more of that Jet Li movie. The one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. That I like that very movie. Very good movie. That fucking fight scene at the end. Super oh. cool. Oh. I like the one where he's superb. I like the one where at the very end where he's basically just on the fucking like. Pyramid? pyramid yeah that's the one i'm talking about oh, is it yeah yeah, yeah. He's just like i'm gonna fucking beat all your asses and he does <laughs> <laughs> you know why because he's jet fucking lee so i have a, i have a good he ain't no tony jaw though i have a good segue Jet Li unleashed though come I, on let's be real. fair I have, a, I have a good new new topic for us okay so uh our good friend pod daddy nate the pod father himself brought this up on this week's jic about more electronic arts controversy yeah with Star Wars. Star Wars The Old Republic. KOTOR 3. Yeah. Okay. They're going to have to sell it off eventually. Okay, so... I just think Disney's going to cut Okay, so this, this, is, this is the first question Good. that I want to... Uh, Fuck EA. I want to answer. I want to answer so bad. Okay. Can you ask? Uh, I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm going to get there. It's going to be huge, okay? If you are Disney, do you let EA continue to run... Your franchise into the ground, pretty much with them not even putting forth material. No, no. Or do you fucking rip it from their hands and ruin that studio today? Fuck that studio. Give it to the person who is going to do what they need to do. The thing that's been going through my mind for years is, and it sounds fucking crazy, and you can laugh if you want. Can you imagine a Bethesda Star Wars? (laughs) <laughs> um, we need. I don't want to now. We don't need it. We I don't, don't want to now. We don't. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. We need. To, we need to. EA has a way worse track record than fucking Bethesda does. And what I'm talking about is I'm talking about taking an Obsidian or did I get that right? Oblivion. Well, Mike, Oblivion. Yeah. I'm talking about taking an Oblivion or a Skyrim and doing it Star Wars. I think you can do it. I think that you can do it. And you just need to give it to the right people, and so, EA is blowing it. So here's the right people. You, you, as Disney, you say, Mr. EA, Bye. we are taking back our property. We own this. Um, your deal that we signed with you is now null and void. We're going to pay you this sum of money because we are breaching the contract. Go your separate ways. But we're also going to buy Bioware. That's uh, where that's where my head was at. We are going to Fuck. buy. We are going to buy Bioware. I and, think that you and need we to are... understand that, that Skyrim Sky, Skyrim was one of the best selling games ever. Right. Period. It did it it did what it needed to do to turn people that were into the the different genres. Because Skyrim, I never played Elder Scrolls. It did a good job of bringing the Final Fantasy people. And with the Kodor people, it, it, it did a good job of making a lot of different people interested. The only issue... And Star Wars is infinite. They're blowing it. They're blowing the it. The only issue is that Bethesda, going. Zenimax company, does not have the ability or the talent to tell stories in the way that Bioware does. They don't. Let, sell it to someone that knows how to tell the that's story. What, that's what I'm saying. So sell it to someone that knows how to tell the story. So in one fell swoop, Lucas. you say, EA Lucas doesn't have any fucking idea what he's talking EA, about. EA, we're taking this back from you. Here's your money. We're also going to offer you money for Bioware. You buy Bioware. You partner with Microsoft, who should have bought Bioware 
to begin with before EA fucking grabbed their hands around it. We're, it's so dark. It's so dark because we're in the age where, where people are constantly fucking selling stuff. We need... So Disney owns Bioware. So I don't they know. Have, what, what, what is the best... What is... What are the best? This this is this is my what is this is my fucking Eden. This is my utopia right here. Disney owns BioWare. They contract Microsoft to be the controlling. Microsoft will be the publisher. Microsoft will be the publisher. BioWare is the studio. Yep. So Microsoft puts forth the capital to produce this material. They're great. But no, yeah, they're, well, they're 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 and then Disney okay. controls I'll everything I'll else. It's perfect. It's a win-win. There is no lose. Nate Phillips, you have to, you have right to come person. to you have to come to terms with when 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 Skyrim came out. It got. I've never played Elder Scrolls. I never played Elder Scrolls until Skyrim, and I got it. And I was in. I was in. I said, "This is what I've wanted. I'm a Final Fantasy guy. This is what I want." Bethesda's got it. I played some Fallout games. It's what I want. Bethesda needs to decide where they're gonna fall. If I could get a Bethesda Star Wars, bet. If I could get a Bethesda Lord of the Rings, bet. Bethesda Game of Thrones. Well, there, yeah, that's you, been talk Bethesda of that. is yeah, it. So Bethesda is it. Bethesda is the number one mark, uh, number one company in terms of. Of games that are fucking getting <laughs> Matt, you're shaking your Unless head. Everyone jokes. Everyone, Unless you're everyone, talking about Fallout 76. Everyone's joking. And if they fuck. They fuck. And they fuck. And but but I think that that the thing that this is what I want, Matt. Please look at me. <laughs> so 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 the thing with Skyrim that I heard a lot of complaints about was was the fact that um that it was very user friendly. That it, that and and I understand that where where I would want a, a more interactive game. But I understand where when people said Skyrim was more interactive, that it opened people, it opened a lot of new players, including myself, up to the lore. I want, I want them to be able to continue the lore in Skyrim, um, and so while they're doing that, because they're working on, they're working on Elder Scrolls and Fallout. That's th- those are their main, their goal. big things. Yeah. And, and and Star Wars is with EA, and they're flopping. I, yeah, I would, I would love it. I would love it if a company that, that just is Skyrim, and they're and they're and the, the jokes are infinite about them in making Skyrim again and again and again. I th- I think if they were able <laughs> to take a Skyrim model to something like Star Wars or something like Game of Thrones, that they could really they could really get headway with it. And I understand that the licensing issues on that are are are, are huge. But I'm in the I'm in the gameplay of I just told you I don't play a lot of games. Yeah, I only play a game or two a year, and the games that make it need to bang. They need to fucking slam. And I and I perfect example. Let let this guy fuck talk. yeah. Oh, I really want to hear. I, what so to say. I would I would agree with Bioware, and the reason why I would agree with Bioware is for the simple Mass Effect trilogy. Well, not just that, but Kotor. They did it first, well, and they the bio, did it right. Bioware did Kotor, and Kotor was awesome. Dragon Age, and Dragon Age, yeah. Dragon Age was good. I liked did they that. do Jade Empire? Yes. Yeah, Jade. So Bioware. I would I would agree with Bioware, but then if you wanted, like, let's say it's, you want story, 
a story. I want like, a good gameplay if, and I want a good story. If, let's let's say you don't, Let's say if you don't want <laughs> gameplay was shit, but story was fantastic. story was amazing. Let's say it's not open world. Okay. Why not a studio like Santa Monica? Totally, Sony Santa, Santa Monica. God of War, fantastic. God of War four. God of War. Yeah, I've not played a lot of the God of Wars. Santa what, Monica what really, is all God of War. What I really War. like, yeah. What I really like is the way the Square Square Enix, um, Bethesda. I like the way that they've set up the way that they're doing things. I just look at Bethesda lately, and you could say the same about Bioware. But Bethesda well, Bioware lately. is under the shackle of EA though, so it's yeah. not apples to apples. Yeah. Are we agreeing that Bethesda what? sucks? I don't. No, I no, don't no, think no. Bethesda sucks. <laughs> what? But what I think right now what is does Bethesda. Lately, the hard, what does okay. Bethesda need? Because Bethesda has put out great Fallout games. They needed, they they needed put, games that's not They put out one good Fallout game. Fallout 4 was not a good Fallout, Fallout game. Fallout 4 was not very good. They Fallout need a game that's not, not broken. What? Who did Who did Skyrim? Bethesda. I, I tried to play Bethesda Softworks. Uh, really? So Bethesda and Bethesda Softworks are not the same thing. The thing to me is, is that part of your model... On top of making a game that really speaks to the people that initially played it, like the people that played Morrowind, they Skyrim's not their game. They they they, they made it more user friendly. They made it more accessible. They made, they made it easier to play for people that were at the beginning. I'm a beginning player. I want I want the these first games to be very um, new user friendly. And um, that's what I really liked about Skyrim is the fact that it was the new Elder Scrolls is is bomb.com but the other play oblivion is, they've been killing it for years oblivion morrowind they've been killing it for years so when they came out with skyrim i was like fantasy that's my shit they're on top of it i, I thought that they really really killed it and i just want to make sure that because i really really like that game and and the only complaints that i had about it were hardware issues so i i I want better games. That's what I want. That's what I, and I've never, I've never, I've never played a good Star Wars game. So I want mm. a, a big, big company to put well, out. I like Force Unleashed, the first one. The first Force say, Unleashed was the last really good one. Turned me on more to a Star Wars game. And this might sound kind of cheesy, but the the guys that made Until Dawn were based off the butterfly effect. It's kind of the same thing in a, in an instant. Nah, not exactly, but. I want someone that's going to challenge me and say, hey, are you going to go Sith or are you going to go Jedi? How are you going to roll this out? How are you going to partake within this game? I mean, to me, putting something in that to effect to a Star Wars game, that would make more sense in, in my eyes, you know, seeing mm -hmm. the original Star Wars. I haven't seen all the new ones. I, I will say that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, man, if, if this is it, like, look at it like this. Luke Skywalker, he had to make a decision. Fucking That's KOTOR, man. To make the decision. It's one of those deals where it's like, man, you need to... They, I, I feel like if Star Wars were to incorporate, like the butterfly effect, like Until Dawn, a situation of, hey, if you do this, you're going to go towards this path. If you do this, you're going to go towards this path. If you do this, you're kind of in the middle of both. Rock, and I feel like that would make a killer game. Rocksteady would be a good one, too. Rocksteady wouldn't be a bad one. Nate Phillips says yeah. Insomniac. Pod Daddy says a bad Insomniac. No, that be bad. So here's part, here's part of the reason Bethesda would not be a good one. I, Just hear me out. I'm Bethesda, not feeling Bethesda. Bethesda wouldn't be a good one for Star Wars because they are creating their own sci-fi IP. In, in, um, uh, the Fallout? No, it's um, Star something. I've oh, not, I've not heard of it. I can't remember okay. what it's called. Star Citizen? No. 
Hold on. Starfield? Starfield. That's it. Yep, Starfield. They are creating their own sci-fi IP. So they're going to do their own thing. Let fucking Bioware take control of Star Wars again. Here's the they problem. can tell the story. They can put forth the gameplay. They can do it. Here's the problem with Bioware now, though. They're going to be constantly going with Anthem. <sighs> Anthem's not going to last the same way Destiny hasn't lasted. Honestly, that I'm not too sure. People who made Horizon would be a good situation to make. Yeah, but it's such a small studio. It, it is, but I mean, look at it like this. Though, in the last, what about the people the that made Warframe? Years, the small studios have came up with bigger ideas than what a lot of. The I don't think they have. They have. don't have a season enough team. No, they don't. The people that made Warframe? Yeah. The people that made Horizon. They've Gorilla. made. They Gorilla. they they put forth a free to play game yeah, that has the same content for that, fucking seven years. It doesn't have the same content though. They release free updates constantly, and that player base has grown since launch. But it's a multiplayer game. It's it's really not though. But I mean, it really is. There's no p. There's PVP involved, but it's not really touched. They focus oh. on PVE aspects. Oh, pretty much so so are the people from Warframe going to put forth the same caliber of story that somebody from Bioware is? No, you can't argue otherwise. I'm not saying that they. They're not. They're not going to. Here's the thing, though. Bioware, like Bethesda lately, have not been putting out very good products. Because of who? We don't know. Because of we EA. We have Andro- they have outright said, this is because of EA. Bungie says the exact same thing about Activision. Is because it true? Because it's, it's the EA and Activision are the same thing. I understand this. It is but the Activ- overlord holding all the capital. Hey, hear me out. Just one second. Just let me talk. Does Activision <laughs> make the development... <laughs> yeah. Choices he needs to be told that sometimes. <laughs> What's say that again? So does Activision make gameplay development choices? Yes. They don't. Yes, they put forth the timetable. I you work have, with a guy that worked at Activision. They do not. You have this much time to get this much done. You either do or you don't. Yeah, you have a timeline. You have a timeline. Who puts the, forth that timeline? All right. Well, you, you mentioned Destiny. Big Destiny player right here. Uh. Why did they take away many of the aspects from Destiny 1 that didn't translate to Destiny 2? To make it more accessible for new players. Whose decision was that? Activision's. It was Bungie's. When Activision and Bungie split, everybody was like, oh, now Bungie can finally do what they did. You know, Bungie also said the same thing. They were happy about it when they split from Microsoft. Yeah. They, it's, it's not the same. But Bungie and Bioware aren't apples to apples. It's not the same thing. It's a similar situation, though, is but what I'm saying. Would when it be similar it, to the Call of Duty is how you know, your modern warfares and your advanced warfares to your World War II... That's, not, that's not the same that's, situation, I mean, it's, two, it's still two different... Bungie has so. never put forth a story of the caliber that Bioware has done in one game. All of Bungie's games together does not add up to one game of Bioware. Oh, no, Halo 2 nice are pretty popular. Bioware game I the story is Bioware. not on the same tier. Yeah, you can't argue game. otherwise. It's not. Transcended a generation. I mean, I don't really agree with that. <laughs> Halo, Halo, Halo 2 multiplayer. I don't need any commentary from the peanut gallery, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying Halo Halo 2 made the first person shooter genre. Halo 1 made the first person shooter genre. Which, what... Halo it 2 made the multiplayer. Popular. Well, yeah, okay, no, you're made right. the first person shooter genre. Thank yeah. you, Nick. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, but Halo, one could also Halo agree. Doom. Fuck me where? Doom. Nowhere. 
You were right. <laughs> Quake. I said, can I get an amen? Oh, I was like, Absolutely. I heard fuck Doom. you, Nick. I was like, fuck you. No, I said fuck yeah, Nick. Fuck yeah. There it is. I'm just, there it is. I agree with Bioware. I agree with Bioware over Bethesda, but do I think that they can give you the greatest gameplay experience? No. Why did Mass Effect Andromeda fail? Mass Effect Andromeda failed because of overhaul. Any of this. Because of EA. Because of, because of two reasons. EA put, pushed forth the procedurally generated worlds, which there is no studio alive other than the ones that did No One's Sky, and that's still a failure. Even though they made it better, it's still a failure. Yeah, it's still a failure. Because it there just, is it, no one, there is not a studio out there right now that can do that <laughs> successfully. And they pushed the Frostbite engine. On Bioware. Bioware struggled with that engine during Inquisition. Mm-hmm. They expressed their concerns because of how difficult it is to work with during Inquisition. EA ignored them. Said, you're going to do this our way or you're not going to do it. The thing that we need to come to terms Andromeda with is failed. the fact that not a single fucking person who has any control over anything in America has even the slightest fucking touch on the Pulse, that is what the American consumer wants. Period. Can I get Period. America? Can we America. Throw America somewhere? Period. America. We're all we're arguing about it. We're joking about it. But if I said flat out right now, Bethesda just got the rights to Star Wars. Everybody, you y'all be like, yes, yes. I Despite think be- all the bullshit. Like, just I mean, because yes. it's away from EA. Though. If they were doing, honestly, yes, EA yeah, sucks. But 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 the point is, is that when I say. Bethesda rules. This is how they would rule. You'd be like, yeah, fine. You'd be you'd be willing to concede the fact that it's like, like yeah, Bethesda sucks. But they're doing they're, they're doing what they're doing well, and 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 these other things need it. Um, I think Lord of the Rings was doing decent with whoever they're working with. On Shadow Mordor. Shadow. Yeah, those yeah. are good games. Yeah. WB, by the way. Star Wars. Star Wars needs help. Game of Thrones has no standing. Mm-hmm. We, we need to find a company that's willing to stand up and, and, and fucking do it. And I think that both Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and Star Wars, they've all got the ability to really to, to really drive these franchises in, into new directions. Mm-hmm. Because, because what I want as a... I'm not the average gamer, Dick. We've talked about this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rare breed of gamer. I only play a couple You're, games a year. You're casual. The games that I, the games that I play are, are, are big ass games. Like, like when I say I'm playing a game, I'm talking about a, a I'm uh, a, it's better be Pokemon size motherfucker. A big, <laughs> a big campaign. I'm talking about I'm talking yeah. about yeah. hundred plus hours in the campaign. And when I'm not doing that, I'm doing a Mario Kart or I'm doing a Smash Bros. Where it's a casual kind of just smashing. Um, you know what my and steps- I think that there's a bunch of big big names that need the representation. Uh, personally, I love what Bethesda's done, so that's, yeah. that's where I've been coming from the whole episode. It's just is I would love it if if Bethesda was able to pick up one of these big names and do something with it. I just want somebody to do something big with. I, I know I've heard a lot of good things about Star Wars games. I want there to be a game that's like, dog, gotta play, gotta play. The big thing is I, getting I away to... from those publishers, like he said with EA, that kind of they do nitpick at things. But like what I said is they don't necessarily direct 
certain aspects of gameplay. You have to understand. Sometimes that is the developer themselves. Yes, but at the same time, if you put if you push an engine and you don't give anybody if you don't give them another option when they're the fucking guys by that engine when the guys that, that were making the game of thrones fucking show the guy who wrote it said at the end of the whole story this is what happens what do you think and he took in their fucking story you you need you need people that are doing your story to do it the fact that the, the george lucas is so hands off and that, like Star oh, Wars, he doesn't own it anymore. Star Wars decisions are being made aside from his fucking approval. It's it's hard to grasp on. But like with Game of Thrones, it's interesting hearing the guy say like like the guy who wrote it saying this is what is supposed to fucking be. And it, it's we're in a very interesting time and place where it's, it's it's hard it's hard to find the perfect balance between how to interpret literary works into cine, cinematographic works. That's why you get Peter fucking Jackson to do it, man. Peter Jackson is is my favorite is one of my favorite directors in the world besides Christopher Nolan. And he was able to he was able to take Tolkien's work and he was able to really do exactly what he wanted. And and you and can still almost remain see it. slightly true. You can see it when he did the Hobbit. You can see where they forced him to do it. And it and and it wasn't the same thing. There's a reason why Return of the King was You need multiple storytellers. George Lucas <laughs> is Star Wars. But you need JJ Abrams. You need you need the person to help you transform your story somewhere else. George R.R. R. Martin. The, one of the greatest he he's the greatest storyteller since Tolkien. Period. Period. But you need somebody to help convey the story from English text to visual, you have to be able to do that. And it's very hard for people to do that. And people complained about all the things about Lord of the Rings. And you're like, are you fucking kidding? They took 50 hours of material and slammed it into 50. You know, you know, you, you take those things into consideration. Um, I'm really, really critical about the way that people interpret artistic works you gotta you gotta do it the right way and you gotta make sure that um you're giving everyone the credit that they need and and george lucas is in the middle of his fucking bullshit uh tolkien has no say he, he has no say at all because <laughs> he's dead now, george martin <laughs> is very alive and he's very much involved with his fucking decisions it's interesting watching the way that people weave their stories because i'm a storyteller i'm okay. very interested in the way that people are, are willing to give up what they're doing. So I have no idea how we ended up where we are. <laughs> I have no idea what time it is, but it's almost eight o'clock. I've been having fun with this. I've been uh, having yeah, a lot of fun. Good. Good I have one more thing. I think you guys start season two of Punisher yet. I, I started episode one. one of Punisher. So. What? I what? just rewatched it time, all this weekend. Man. I'm just now getting caught up on Game of Thrones. Okay, focus on that. Don't push me. Focus on that. That's I just, important. I just yeah. made my wife watch yeah. all of season one of Punisher. Punisher is brutal as fuck, but I I believe it. Um, I've not watched a I watched lot episode of episode one last night. I've not watched I've a watched lot of Marvel five. TV. I don't think I've watched any Marvel TV. I haven't watched any of the Marvel shows except the Punisher. I think the Punisher is it, but I think that they're Daredevil's doing, good. I think that That's they're doing think. a very good job. And um, his name, John Bernthal. John Bernthal? 
is slaying. I think John Bernthal is. He's the reason why I watched. He's it. he's Wolverine. Nobody is ever gonna replace. <laughs> you can't Hugh Jackman. pick Rick. You can't Nobody. Save no one's ever gonna replace <laughs> Hugh Jackman. No one's gonna replace John Bernthal as the Punisher. Well, John I, Bernthal is the Punisher. Well, and that's the thing. I so. I've kind of stood strong with my opinion that the Tom Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane was excellent. The Tom Jane as you know the Punisher film wasn't that bad, especially wasn't that bad. No. People so, people don't appreciate fucking Travolta's performance in yeah. that movie. So it was when a great film. Nate a couple weeks ago on Journey into Comics, yep. he did his he read the top fifty Marvel movies of all time, mm-hmm. and Punisher was like forty eight. Yeah, I was like. Or what? Well, it, the, puni- the Punisher, pun- the War Zone did better than Punisher. Yes. Nate's got some How? interesting positions. Though. No, this wasn't his list. This was a list he was reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. And somehow Punisher War Zone got better than Thomas Jane's Punisher, which I don't even think the Dolph Lundgren Punisher was even on the list. No. Nope. <laughs> but so, so I really appreciated Tom Jane. I love Dolph that movie. Figures in that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I, I really appreciated that film. I mean, I from Seager. the score to the, you know, for for that short of a movie, which I don't need a three-hour-long Punisher movie. No. I don't. That would it's be excessive That's what we have the series for. You can't do it in a show. You need, you need hours to develop the characters. Right. So kind of, kind of, especially now where we're at in the MCU, I haven't watched any of the Punisher Mm-hmm. Because I, I just don't have time. Yeah, no, I get. It. I don't have time for all the other bullshit. But I have tried to explain to people the significance of the Marvel um, cinematic universe because it is absolutely unprecedented. What's the what's the number of movies? Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It's it's something like that. I think it's an right. unbelievable amount of. We stories. need to get there with Star Wars. Stories. We need to get there with Star Wars. And it can it. Oh my goodness, Tyler! Get Kathleen Kennedy out of that chair. Yes. It can happen because Star Wars is is yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to convey a million different fucking ideas with your Marvel shit. You can do it with Star Wars, and and you can do it easier with Star Wars. There's fucking space magic. <laughs> There's space magic. They've and done fucking so many energy weapons. They've done so Just many. Do fuck, it. They've done so many fucked up movies. They do Han Solo, and they're like. Oh, we need to slow down on Star Wars. Like, what the fuck about all the other dumbass movies that you've done for Marvel? All the dumbass movies you've done in the name of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you decide that Solo is the movie that you're going to go, nope. Which wasn't even a bad movie. No. No. Nick and I are fired up. We are fired up. You know how when you're watching. Jeff Bezos. Oh, no. You did it. You did it, you son of a bitch! Jeff Bezos is getting divorced! <laughs> yes, he Jeff is! Jeff Bezos is a piece of shit! Jeff Bezos is someone that, that looked at the anarcho-capitalist system and he said, I'm gonna take this to fucking steroid levels. <laughs> Jeff Bezos... I'm gonna turn it up to 11. He's one of the biggest pieces of shit that America has ever known. And just when you think that he can't do it enough, he goes... I'm going to make some deals with the American government. And you're like, no! But he does it anyway. And now we're stuck in the middle of this this fucking disgusting web. Triggered. 
<laughs> Jeff Bezos is taking over the fucking world, dog. That's all I got. Jeff Bezos and Disney. He Wait, lost what half saying, his what fortune. What I'm saying is Bezos buys Disney. He lost half his fortune to divorce, and he is still one of the richest men in the world. The. The. He is the richest man in the world. I, yes. paid, I paid him yesterday his wife. when I ordered his wife. Uh, some stuff off of Amazon. Don't yeah, buy so off of Amazon. I can I, buy it from Walmart. So I buy almost shipping, exclusively bro. off exam- Amazon. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> Nick Punisher. Is, Nick is broken temporarily. Uh, I'm on episode. I'm going on episode five. I started it last season night. two. Good season two so far is really good. Uh, you have uh, Jigsaw and Pilgrim are the villains. Okay. I remember you were one of the first people I actually got to talk to about Punisher on this show. Yeah, dude, because I heard it was really good, so I was like, it looks good. I like John Bernthal. I'm going to give it a shot. So I watched it, and I watched it all in one night because I was, like, addicted to it. I didn't go to sleep that night. I made a Game of Thrones. And uh, that was how I was with Breaking Bad, the final season. I just wanted to finish it. I know we've talked about that, but I just... But anyway... I hate... I hate uh... We know. You hate Mr. Yeah. Cranston. Well, I, no, no, we no. I, I want to put, uh, <laughs> want to kind of put it in perspective. I hate Brian Cranston as much as Nick hates Jeff Bezos. No, <laughs> I do. Sorry. Nope. I do. No. Yep. No. I have. I haven't I finished season two. I love it. It is a great show. I've watched it in two, one and two. I, I haven't I finished season two. Yet. I stopped it's, watching. It's, oh man. I can't remember why I stopped I watching. So the Punisher. Show. I can't do it. But yeah, the Punisher, fantastic so far. I, uh, story-wise, it's uh, it started off very uh, very calm, and it was it was different than season one, especially the way season one ended. Mm-hmm. And then you go to no Bright- spoilers. Please. I'm not gonna give you a spoiler. And then you go to season two, mm-hmm. and you're it's very calm, different setting, and you're like, this is actually kind of nice. I like this. And then it just ramp it, it ramps up immediately, oh, and it absolutely. is and it's it's just great. Do you think we it, ever it see like? Hundred percent after the second season. Do you think we ever see, like, so as far as Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, the Defenders, which was fucking garbage. Um, see, I haven't watched any of those. I've, I've literally only watched The Punisher. I watched a, I watched a little bit of Jessica Jones and I watched a little bit of Luke Cage, but I've only watched Daredevil in entirety. So Daredevil was a good one. So yes. so I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I kind of forgot about it because I also haven't watched Daredevil. I haven't either. But Ooh, especially so good. Okay, so especially where the MCU's at right now, we're gonna have Captain Marvel, we're gonna have Endgame, and then Far From Home. And then as of now, that's all we've got. Yeah. Wasn't Far From Home coming out before the rest of that one? No. Far From Home after. is after Endgame. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we've got those three films. And then, as far as the MCU's roadmap, that's what we've got. We don't we don't know anything after that. We know potentially, you know, what they're talking about doing, what they could possibly do in the future. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Fantastic Four making their, you know, I their would return. Absolutely love that. See, I hate the Fantastic Four. So I, I wasn't a fan of the Fantastic Four either. To me, they're one of the original superhero teams. Yeah. So, and they're, I they're really known like as the original see, family. I would like to see John Krasinski as a. And we've Fantastic. we've talked about that. Yeah, so if you're really gonna cool. do if you're gonna do Fantastic <laughs> Four, I think Krasinski's your guy for Mister Fantastic. Yeah. But, but as fans of, and and I'm gonna include myself in this, even though I haven't watched them, 
of the Netflix slash Disney streaming service Marvel <laughs> shows with the Punisher and Daredevil specifically, do you transition those characters with those actors into MCU 2? I'll label it. I don't I, think they need movies. I, I would. No, but here's I mean, but here's the thing. By themselves within within the show. No, alone. no, I get it. But <laughs> Spider Man and the Punisher have a relationship. Spider Man and Daredevil have a relationship. They do. They yeah. do. Don't give them their standalone movies. Make more Spider Man movies and bring fucking John Bernthal in, where Spidey and the Punisher team up for a whole movie. Yeah. Because they have outright said that they're not going to have any Avengers films for a long time. They're not even yeah. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, don't give us Avengers. Give us Punisher and Spidey. Give us well, Daredevil and Spidey. Tom Holland is... Avengers movie that's coming is Captain Marvel, right? Say that again. That's not an Avengers movie. That's just the regular... Is that just the regular one? That's standalone. It's a solo. Okay, it's a standalone. So, so it's like the introduction. So don't give us big superhero team ups don't give us the full team ensemble ensemble thank you the ensemble cast tom holland is still at the beginning of his contract technically well, well yeah, i think is. with uh what get you're john about, bernthal and tom holland together on the fucking big screen that'll be good the uh the small ensembles are gonna be the uh the things they're gonna they're gonna continue with that they basically didn't they've done that since the first avengers movie yeah where you know iron man 3 you had for a very brief moment you have hulk in it and then we go to let's recently thor ragnarok once again it's hulk and then we get introduced to valkyrie loki i think um, i think those smaller i think the winter soldier winter soldier i think the winter soldier and um ragnarok are the two best examples of that you could say civil war but i mean that's basically just another Avengers. we originally all thought it was going to be avengers movie yeah but at the end, I mean, it, it all plays in the part where it would just run for Captain America at that point, I in think my opinion. when it was originally announced, Civil War was an Avengers movie. I mean, it realistically is. On, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. originally, it, when we got the, when we got, you, you've you seen the timeline pictures of mm-hmm. like, oh, this this date, this date, this date, this date. It said are, Avengers Civil War instead it of did. Captain America. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, when did it actually change to Captain America Civil War? Oh, like I don't know. Six I think when they realized that Captain the... America Civil War sounds a lot better. I mean, like six months <laughs> I mean, before I mean, the movie. It worked as a, as a Captain came, America movie. When it came to the end of it, it, it was more along the lines of a Captain America movie than an Avengers movie. I mean, it, I it focused on it, him it more. It did. Which, yes, at the beginning, the whole time, pretty much all the way up until like the last fucking, what, half hour, 45 minutes of that movie, it is basically, like you guys said, an Avengers movie. It has, it incorporates everybody where it's like, oh, this is Avengers. But at the end, it also just incorporates where it's, hey, no, this is, this is my boy from 1940-whatever. Like, you know, I'm backing him <laughs> up, and it, and it turned into the Captain America movie, where they kind of made it all work in its own sense. Yeah. I'd say with the what you're talking about, bringing like John Bernthal, or I don't know the actor. That I, plays I can't Murdoch. ever remember his name. But, I don't either. But bringing those guys into, let's say, the Spider-Man films, I think it would be like a cool Easter egg, but not something that it doesn't. I, I don't like think it needs as, its full a full movie. No, I would. No, I think and, it would just be cool. As, and, like, and don't get me wrong, I don't background. think that they need to be like co-star for the whole film, mm-hmm. but having some interaction with that right. character. That's what I mean, like small Easter eggs. Like I think that, it would, I think be, would be cool. 
better. Well, I like them in their own kind of universe as like an MC, like e- not even a. MCEU. I, I guess it would be. Universe, a, I would, yeah. It would be expanded universe. Because but I would I like mean, them to introduce yeah. people. I don't like know about Blade. you guys, but when the Disney streaming service launches with all that shit on it, I'm gonna have it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I mean, yeah. Well, I would like Sorry I said, about I w- you. I'd like to see them do that more. I'm with which like, is Blade. stacked. Star stacked. Wars is stacked. Are they gonna, um, are they gonna follow all the like the the separate? They're they're moving on. They're moving on. They're doing two different series. One of which is it's got the guy from David Rogue One, Rogue One, Weiss. The guy from Rogue (laughs) One that teams up with the girl and they both end up dying. He's a slum Diego. It's a story about him. And guess who is one of the guys in his show? The guy who played Oberyn Martell. Oh shit! Bravo. Fucking up. Wait, bravo! I thought he was playing the Mandalorian. He is. So they're connected. It's hard. Okay, so so they're they're, they're mixing it. They're mixing it. That's cool. Because the Mandalorian is one thing, and it's Which another is the thing. One They've I'm got two, for. two Star Wars movies shows coming off the bat, and the thing to me is like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to make. Bullshit shows. I like your fun shows. I like the stuff that you guys come up with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do Star Wars all day long. Well, like, absolutely. When Brandon and I first tried to launch the podcast Menace, one of the things that we were going to focus on week to week, or kind of month to month, I guess, was like um, really important characters from the EU that no one. No one it's recognizes. Hard, it's hard to, to try to give people a clear stance when there's not a clear stance with the company. Mm-hmm. So it, a it, character... between the expanded universe and the stuff that they accept as canon, right. it's super hard to understand. But like we all fucking know, spoiler, like Maul is in. Yeah. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is in. Yep. Like they yeah. are they are saying that these big fucking characters are in and you have to let them do it. But I'm char- so think- character. I, I, I don't know how they've h- held on. You're laughing, Dick. I I don't know how no, they've I, held on. I'm laughing because I agree. Because they've got they've got this Star Wars. What are we talking about? A Star Wars TV show that is live action. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for this since 1978. Yeah. This is a huge fucking deal. And the fact the that, special. The the fact that Disney's movie. got the money on it, because you're looking at the, the next best example is Thrones, who are saying 10 to 12, upwards of 15 million an episode. And you mm-hmm. just know that it's fucking there. Because they get that the, that the Game of Thrones mythology is there. I'm excited that Disney, no matter what the fuck they're doing in terms of their movies, they understand, like, Solo flopped. Sure, that's our own fucking fault. Right. This is Star Wars. Is this it? is the most. This is the the most important thing ever. This is as this is this is as important as Lord of the Rings. This is yeah. one of the most unless unless they were able to find a way to sexualize the Bible. The fact that they're doing <laughs> the fact that they're doing Star Wars, Mary Magdalene, is a very 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 fucking big deal, and and they have the ability. 
to, to have a cultural impact. And it's up to them whether or not they decide to do it. Star Wars is the kiss of cinema. Of cinema. Except yeah. good. Except good, yeah. There was no way that... You watched the, watch the biographies, which I have, and they didn't expect it to do it. It's a story. I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not I'm not writing stories for fucking Hollywood. But but, but when you know that you've got a story and they had something with Star Wars, the fact that they're able we're what are we talking? 78, 76. 77 is when the nine, first one came out. Zero. Yeah. We're talking four fucking decades ago, and we're still able to make this story do something. And you're still able to combine it all. Well and and, and what yeah. I was what Be- I was gonna but bring you're up. You're talking about taking you're taking Lord of the Rings, which is a book, and breaking it down. You're talking about taking Star Movies. Trek, breaking it down. You're talking about Star Wars, breaking it down. Flash, what are you throw doing? Flash Gordon in there, You're too, because that's what inspired it down Star Wars. the way that you break the Bible down. Sorry. When, when, you, break, when you break the Bible down, you're, you're taking stories, and you're deciding what you're going to fucking take from them. Mm-hmm. And every story ever is based off of a, a, a groundwork of, of morality. Every fucking story. So the fact that the Bible is very interesting. If you take the right stories, the Bible is super fucking interesting. But you Star Trek it. You Star Wars it. You Game of Thrones it. You're able to make it way more fucking interesting for people. And the only thing that matters in, in fucking the Bible stories or Christianity, fucking Catholicism, you're trying to, you're trying to convey a... a State of mind. You're trying to convey yeah. a way that, that you need to fucking look at the world. And you didn't think it was going to get to this point. But that's... that's. I well, base my life more on the ideas of what Luke Skywalker would do. Or what Frodo Baggins would do. Yeah. More so than what blood. Jesus would do. I base it on these, these characters. Or what Eric characters. would have done. Jesus. Tight. Good story. Yeah. Great absolutely. story. <laughs> But 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 the reason that the reason that we made those stories was to was to get people to think a certain way. Well, yeah. and that's kind of what I that's kind of what I was gonna say because you have characters like Dash Rendar. How many of us fucking played Shadows of the Empire when we were a kid? I mean, we fucking we lived and died by that fucking game. Just in that game alone, not the expanded universe material. Just in that story. game alone, the story stories, the way the that you, stories that the you can branch off with his interaction with Han Solo and Boba yeah. Fett, all these iconic fucking characters. Like, he's a guy that you could make a fucking show about. He's a guy who could be a character in a show that you are fucking pushing down everybody's throats and everyone is willing to fucking eat it up you may never you may never we we may never give george lucas the credits oh i do did he come up with a great story sure but you have to give the people the credit that put it where it needs to be um everybody says they hate um the prequels everyone says they hate the prequels not me the thing that the thing i point to the thing i point to is episode one it Where's the dark side? Dark side don't fucking exist. That shit's gone. The at the end of the movie, we fucked the dark side. You and I, you and I are kicking ass. You and I are kicking ass. At the end of the fucking thing, doors open and a dude is there, lightsaber, double size, and you go, dark mold. Holy fucking shit! I didn't know there it could brought, be two sides of it. This isn't 
And Dick, have we talked about this? Drunk catastrophe too. This is <laughs> this is one of my biggest points. Is that moment of standing there, no matter what you think about anybody, the moment that that, that like Obi Wan and Qui Gon are standing there looking at Darth Maul, and he's just you go. This is it. When did evil exist? Thousands of years ago. That is evil. We are facing an unspeakable fucking terror. That is writing that you can't... Is Jar Jar bad? Yes. Is there bad writing? Yes. But you were able to take Darth... Who's Darth Maul? He is a dude that doesn't fucking talk. He don't look like a human. He's got a sword that don't look like no one fucking else. He gives this no is the essence of evil. This yeah. is the essence of evil. So that fight represented something that you couldn't fucking fathom. Then you throw in yeah. Duel of the Fates on top of that, and I'm fucking hard yeah. on that. One of the greatest fucking songs. Can I just ask though? Like with one of the greatest these... pieces of music ever written. I will go forever if you don't talk. No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. So 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 that fucking that that moment where they they have fought the whole movie acting like like we're trying to fight against the idea of evil. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul is real. The idea is, is real. Here he is. And so the Here fact is, so yeah. so when they fucking are standing there, the door opens and Darth Maul's there and he goes, <laughs> and they go, like this is this is the battle of good versus evil yeah. darth maul is Absolutely. the ultimate enigma of evil he is he's representing something that nobody has seen in thousands of fucking years and what are qui-gon and obi-wan supposed to do nothing they're they're facing the ultimate fucking evil i love the idea do do? i love the idea of good being um indestructible in the face of evil i understand that it's not but but that's what makes that's what makes Star Wars such a good story, is that, is that Qui-Gon really and Obi-Wan were so strong that they were able to look up against unfathomable evil. Now, what could what, what could fucking evaporate in the corner there right now that you couldn't fucking think about comprehending? This dude was, he didn't look like them. He had a lightsaber that was blown off of both sides, and he was different. he was strong about it. All fucking yeah. red and black evil. and menacing, evil looking he like he was the, evil, looking incarnated. like the devil and shit. Absolutely. He was evil incarnated. Like, and I love I, I love that that they were able to to go through with that. When when they went back though, okay, so we had what four, five, and six, and they went back and did one, two, and three. Now with all those, though, there's such an expanding story. On each side of it. So, I mean, like, wouldn't that be something that they should have fucked... I mean, in my opinion, I feel like they should have brought it into a series. Almost like how they did with The Punisher. They did with The Flash. Where they kind of introduced it a little bit more to kind of put the story... They were in the middle of doing something unprecedented. Yeah. Star Wars, them coming back for the prequels was unprecedented. That's what gave Marvel... That's what gave Marvel the okay to say that we're going to do what we're going to do. Yeah. I just feel um, like they should have kind of covered some of the backstory a little bit more. With they were the already doing it. So much. They were already doing it, and but to a point. We're not. I'm. I'm not saying that what he that what George Lucas yeah. did was the best. But what I'm oh, saying no, is that George Lucas introduced an aspect of storytelling in the cinematic universe that was un 
precedent. Well, not just that either. Special effects. No one yeah. ever but has taught between about... between Lucas and Spielberg. They pioneered special effects. And they we would never... not have what we have now without those two guys. Hundred percent. They did. Nobody would have thought to do what they did if they hadn't. Um, the only one that comes off immediately is um, the shark one. Jaws. Jaws. And yeah, Jaws. Okay. Jurassic yeah. Park. They d- also. Yes. Park, yes. Yeah. Jaws. Jurassic Park. That's what these guys did. On top they, of doing those things that, that were more easily accessible, they did this space stuff. And no matter yeah. what anyone says, I know you get it. It's hard to explain to people. Star Wars changed the way that cinema worked. Absolutely. And it's, 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 it's hard to... Because nobody was... No one was Man, making money. Maybe, but. Uh, Mark didn't make money. Carrie didn't make money. They put out the movie, mm-hmm. and it blew up. And it was Well, look at fucking was. Harrison Ford. He was Absolutely. a carpenter. Yep. He was a carpenter on the set, and they said, hey, you want to stand in for this shot? Or, sure. Hey, can you play this part? Fucking Absolutely. read a couple of these lines. Dude, and I let's mean, see where it goes. this fucking guy's incredible. It's incredible. Stories are. I'm very, I'm very, very keen to to stories where where, where people are talking about how stories have evolved. And and I understand that the stories that I want to tell are not necessarily original. You know, they're not necessarily things that people are going to hear and say like, "Oh, I've never heard these fucking ideas right. before." But it's very interesting to look back to people and no matter what they like it's interesting to say that whether you like it or not tolkien lucas yeah. uh spielberg yeah. mm-hmm. all of these dudes changed the way that the, the movies worked and whether or not you like the way that movie you, you don't you don't no one understands that, that movies 2019 like movies are uh, less than 100 years old like the way that we do Planet things is very Apes, new. Uh, so, Planet of the Apes was a good example of it too, though. In my opinion, I mean they they took a, a storyline that was shit for many years. I mean, if you watch the originals, they were, they were decent, but they were never great. Um, but I mean, they they took it to a whole new level, and it's the same way with Star Wars. In my opinion, they took Star Wars to a whole new level, and whether you can respect the storyline and the way that it was done and all that and if you, you take understand it, the backstory you take it how you're how it's perceived you take it for what it is and yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the, the greatest the greatest stories star wars lord of the rings game of thrones mm-hmm. they all base around the idea of rising against the Evil. power and they mm-hmm. have a very hard time yeah you know, Trying to separate from what what we're doing, and I personally, mm-hmm. as a knowledgeable person, I come I come between arguing against the powers that be and acknowledging the powers that be and just saying that it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I'm a storyteller, and I really appreciate what people are able to do because the way that you really convey your ideas is to sneak your story in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it sublimely. <clears throat> if it's way too upfront, it's hard for people to understand. You want to sneak it in. So. Yeah. So yeah, Punisher's good. Yeah, yeah, dude. for <laughs> real. Yeah, Punisher's great. I'm only uh, 
I think I'm five or six episodes in, but I'm really fucking. I'm really. It, I'm really digging it. It's definitely worth the entire second season. Watch. Second season. Yeah, I've watched, watched, all of them. I've watched the first, and I'm six episodes in on the second. I'm on episode five right now. It's 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 good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think they need to bring Blade into the like expanded universe. I think that would be a good one. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good that's at this a, point. That's a way different storyline in a way. I mean, you got he's fighting vampires the entire time. I mean, how many uh, you see the Punisher fighting vampires or anything? Not really. I mean, it makes sense. I get where you're coming from, but I, I feel like it'd be. A, I mean, I guess you could bring in Morbius. Sense. Yeah. True. You're gonna do oh, that no, with Spidey just, though. Yeah. I would just really like Blade. Did really you hear cool. about the Spidey thing that was in production for a while? Against the six villains. Oh, oh the Sinister, Sinister Six? Sinister Six. Yeah, they released... I heard that Marvel released mm-hmm. promo to gauge reaction for Sinister Six. I don't and, I don't well, know anyone that wouldn't have a fucking heart on for well, that. Sony, what, with the you're, Amazing you Spider-Man... Over, you have to get over the idea... You have to get over the idea that they've been just passing it back forever. And on... Uh, what's the new Spidey? Far from uh, home. Far from that home. looks. And yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, who yeah. would have thought? Fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, man. I would have never s- expected the one that him was to be to Mysterio. Take over for Toby Maguire, Spider-Man. I like... when he fucked his back up. Dude, the only thing I remember, and I hate being this fucking dickhead, and everyone's gonna laugh, but I remember Jake from Donnie Darko, and I I, I remember how much he sold the character. That's. That's what I fucking care about. I want you to sell the fucking character. And and they did a good job. I want to be entertained. I, I love that, that he wasn't a focal point. He just popped in. He, he's like, yeah, I own it. one liner. Flex. And he's done. And I like that. I like that. Flex. Yeah. Tyler, um, what, Chris over here is asking about Venom. It's one I have not seen yet. It's one I've been curious about. Is it... Hold on. Is it MCU Hold level? No. Hold on. Let me ask this question. Is it the best DCU thing? No. Possibly. Did you like... I don't count Nolan's stuff as DCU. Nolan was in a what, fucking... What are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? DCU. We're talking about Venom. Okay. So I said... So so what I was getting at is that I really liked Venom. But what Thank I was you. also we implying... We also really liked Venom. I was implying that it didn't match up to Nolan... But Nolan's films are not to be classified as DC or Marvel movies. The the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, here it is, the fight, are masterpieces. The first they two are, are awful. Absolutely. Awful. Awful. I don't Wait, get it. I don't get why he like rises. I fell because it was entertaining. The Dark Knight was not entertaining. I fell asleep. Well, We've been over this many a time. <laughs> I gotta say, out of all the Batman films that I've seen, I've seen fucking all of them in my lifetime, and I, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan's were some of the best ones that I've ever seen. His storylines, they kept you intrigued. They Christian Bale back. was an awful Batman, and the fact that that Ben Affleck looks better as Batman than Christian Bale does, that is all I need to say. For what it, for what it's worth, then, and... If anyone remembers what we were talking about when I'm done talking, <laughs> pick it up. I'm going to say real quick. Christopher Nolan is a fantastic director. Absolutely. <clears throat> Best director alive. Absolutely. I would say. Whether or not you agree no, that, that, no, that no, his no, Batman no, movies are good, the, the way 
he did his movies was unlike anyone who's ever done a superhero movie. Yeah, totally. I would never and I argue give him that. the credit, and I give him the credit for taking Batman in a way that, that no one has ever, ever, ever taken before. Yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. Word. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I so, say, I think he's he been has, the best Batman so that, far. He's had that, he has that persona where he's just that socially awkward guy who might have a lot of money, but he's been through some dark times. Like, he fits the, the dark night. Bruce. Of Bruce. He really the does. Dark Knight was one of the, I, I really, really liked the first Nolan Batman. I thought it was good. <laughs> A good origin story. Yeah, I thought he hates origin second... stories. I hate fine, bad origin fine. stories. But it was a good origin story. I agree. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I don't know if I'm ready to argue this. <laughs> the Dark Knight was one of the movies that they did a very good job of taking uh, Bruce's character forward, and it also took you from zero to a hundred yeah. on um, Two Face. And the Joker, it, I, I, I thought I thought it did a very good job of character development and and finishing it off. I would, I I would love to talk to you about that. I thought The Dark Knight was one of the best movies okay. ever made. It was. So, so to, an, to to answer your Venom question, did you, and then I'll I'll get to you in just a second. Did you like? The animated Spider-Man series in the nineties. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Then you Lost will, if you gauge Venom only off of that cartoon mm. when you were a kid, you'll love Venom. Absolutely. If you compare yeah. it to the comics to anything else, you will hate it. Okay. It's if a you, very entertaining film. It, okay. That makes sense to me. You're not comparing. You you can't. To an extent, you can't compare what is being done. Yeah. To that which has been done before, I'm okay with with uh, with a comparison to source. I'm okay with a a reasonable comparison to the source material. So most of the people that hate Venom hate Venom because it's not comic era Spider-Man. What what got it to where I haven't watched Venom yet is the mixed reviews I've gotten from people, and I guess it's coming from the aspect of people form your own opinion, ignore everybody the else, then you solve and that problem. Follow the show and so on and so forth. You know the different viewpoints that you can take. The from. thing you have to remember, and real quick, everyone's got a different opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Tyler, Which, is an exceptionally smart person mm-hmm. with really good opinions. I am a very smart person with good opinions. And we don't agree. Yeah. You have well, you have to form your own opinion and, and just decide. And I guess for where me, you're gonna fight for things is where I can listen to two different opinions and I can see both sides of it. To where it's like, well, fuck, man, I don't even know if Excellent. I can watch this now. Was Venom the because best? It, it fucks me up. Was Was Venom a great superhero movie? No, no, it was entertaining. Was it a six out of ten? I would Absolutely, say, all I would day. Say six, yeah. six or seven out of ten. Was it the best? No. If I had to rate top five superhero movies, maybe not. Five? But it was, somebody described it as, a, this looks like it was made in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I have it, yeah. And I love it. If this movie, if Venom was made in the 90s, it would be fucking tight. It'd be and top I 10. It'd be top 10. And the thing is, is that I, I want DC to do it. They will never. Period. They will never. So you have to just come to terms with 
how do you want What it is. I went into Venom going, it is what it is. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know. I will fucking see. And it, and it was what it was. I'm not that big of a fucking critic. And when you're talking about Marvel, 18 movies in, were they all great? No. 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 They were Iron Man 1 was awful. But Thor 1 was awful. That is one of my most... Here's a quick what? switch. That's one of my most like fun arguments like is describing to people what Marvel it. did. Marvel took Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. And you don't they, have they, enough they gave them they gave them their own story and then found a way it took a while. They did it intermittently, but with Infinity Wars, you've got 40 fucking A-list actors in the same movie. Nothing ever, period, right. no matter what you say, has come close to the cinematic experience that was mm-hmm. Marvel Infinity Wars. And nothing has been that... That many people in the yeah. same story all woven together. Well, it's yeah, a beautiful yeah, fucking thing. It is an unbelievable achievement of art. I beg to differ. Batman I... and Robin was a pretty big... Uh... Oh, I mean, don't you I do it. I honestly would agree. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fuck, Matt. You Arnold, son of a bitch. You Arnold brought that up. Into, into George play. Clooney. Uma Thurman. Let's so, be real, So to everyone. get get to the Dark Knight. Okay? I did not enjoy Batman Begins. I don't... Sure, it might be a halfway decent origin story. The movie was not entertaining. To me, it wasn't at all. Okay. Agreed to Chris, agree. Christian okay. Bale is awful. Awful. This, what what fucking way do you play a billionaire who has no no concept of reality? How do you play them? Ben I think Affleck he did, does it pretty well. I don't I mean, think I don't think that he did a better job than Nolan. I don't. Val Kilmer did it pretty well too. I was about to say Val Kilmer is the best fucking no. Batman there is. Better, dude. better than Ben Affleck. Anyway, I, you got you gotta let me you gotta let me finish before you. I know, I know. So, so pro- issues issues that Batman I, is cold. Issues that I had with the Dark Knight. One, it's too long. Oh, Movie's too long. Movie. It's too long and too slow. If it's gonna be that long, it's gotta be it's gotta be pepping all the kinda, time. Kinda it can't it be that slow. They I fell asleep, Nick. They weren't. I'm one of the most easily entertained people on this earth, and I fell asleep. Love that. My favorite movies ever are Nolan. So besides these, Interstellar. Fantastic. Love that movie. But it was fantastic. I did fall asleep in the theater. Nolan. Just briefly. Tyler, this is it. This is is where we're going to get it. Christopher Nolan is is writing stories that aren't to be interpreted off of the first fucking thing you see. When you look at Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Returns, you're supposed to be looking at it Rises. as a one a big aspect. picture. And I, I, 
Okay. You've got, so you've, all you've got evaluate to evaluate it as one big picture. The first two acts of that big picture were less 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 than subpar. That's so interesting that I, I personally consider the first two amazing. And the, and I, I thought the third, I thought the uh, Returns, I thought Dark Knight Returns was where they dropped the ball. But but I thought that, and, and there might be the one right movie that we can agree on, and I'll take anyone's opinion on this. I thought that for the most part, Nolan, with his three Batman, made three of the best superhero movies ever. Can you I, I, can you tell me a, a Marvel movie with a director that made a movie as as intriguing? Because I fell for um, Batman Begins. I got the story. Dark Knight, right. the Dark Knight. I I felt the story in the third one. Was there any one director for Marvel that did what Nolan did? Because Nolan wasn't writing DC movies. He was writing Batman. Right. And he did better than everyone. Yeah. Is there a Marvel director that made movies that are undeniably pieces of art? You don't like Batman? Fine. Whatever. You don't like you don't like Christian Bale? Fine. But but can you seriously deny the effort that Bale put in to those movies? That's what I'm thinking. That's I have fair. A, I have a superhero movie that was better than The Dark Knight that came out the same year. And it's called The Watchmen. The Watchmen? Yeah. The Watchmen is so much better yeah. than The Dark Knight. Yeah, totally agree. And it was in the... Came out the same year. And it was in the same vein of, of the of dark. Yeah. Like, uh, Marvel but it matched the source material. Light. Yes. Yes, I, I, that's what I love and, about and I, DC is, and is, I would, is the darkness. I would say the, as far as Marvel movies go, I would say James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's the yep. best Marvel good. movie put forth thus far. Absolutely. I can, okay. Do you, do you, are, you, are you guys um, Nolan fans? I am. I am a Nolan fan. Yeah. So to finish. So when you look at his discography nope. and you see Batman, in my head I go, yeah. Dope. Fuck yeah, dude. You did these movies, and you did Batman, and you did a good job doing Batman. Because Christopher Nolan, Memento, Inception, Inception, oh, man. Interstellar, mind-fucking movies. And he did a mm. Batman mind-fucking movie with, with The Dark Knight. I like the way that he did that. So, to finish up the reasons why I didn't like The Dark Knight, uh, I thought the pacing was too slow. So that's a better way to say it than I initially said it. And too much Brian Cranston. Okay. Pacing was was too slow. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal was oh fuck Maggie awful, totally awful, awful, awful. They should have kept Katie home. other than Maggie Gyllenhaal, and I would probably like that film. Fucking it was Tom awful. Cruise. Can we agree that what was the first? Marvel movie that was a serious movie. Iron Man. Because when you watched Batman Begins, they were serious movies. They weren't. They weren't your Mm. your typical superhero movies. They were they were dark movies with a with a darker. Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher was the first one that was serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It was dark. I mean, maybe Daredevil. Ben, ben Affleck, Daredevil. We don't need to talk about that. But so pacing, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I don't mind that. Movie. Really appreciate. Um, obviously, Two Face and the Joker. Um, I think they not the best rendition of the Joker ever, in my opinion. But I think they did a great job, and fucking Two Face nailed it. I yeah, they I, nailed yeah, Two, two Face was great. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker is is was always will be second to um, okay Mark Hamill. You said second. I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, he's the second best iteration we have. What would you put in front of Heath Ledger besides Mark Hamill? Besides, I think that Mark Hamill's. So Mark Hamill's Joker made it so I will never accept anyone that does not put forth the level of performance that Mark Hamill did. I fight for the idea that the guys who did, um, specifically the newest Avengers, that's the Russo brothers. Three, right? The Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. They did it. I don't. I do not have a complaint. I think that they did a fucking amazing job of bringing all these people together. And I think that Nolan did a fucking amazing job of bringing forth those characters that he was working with. And 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 that that's where I would put it. I would say Nolan's entire performance against the Russos in the most recent. Because I didn't like the second Avengers. I thought it was garbage. I did too. Thank you. Ultron, um, Ultron's terrible. The first yeah, one. I agree. With the that. first one, mind blowing. Well, it was it. It was it. I'm waiting. Mind, it's mind blowing because it was the first of its kind. If you go back the, and watch it now, it's honestly not the good. Yeah. But you got it. You got There's it. There's parts the, the, of that the film is, though are, that are still the best in the series the point is is that they did things that no one had ever done and that was only ever followed up by what the russo brothers did in three which was an amazing feat and i think that what nolan did nolan wasn't trying to make the justice league nolan wasn't wasn't he wasn't trying to do that he was just doing batman he was was doing batman and i think that he did the the justice in terms of like he looked at Batman and said I want to do a Batman story and he did it. it. Not many other directors looked at Captain or Thor and said I'm gonna do this character justice. Mm-hmm. Is Christian Bale the best? I won't say that. Is Christopher Nolan did he did he do the best Batman interpretation? Yes, Absolutely. yes, he made it the darkest. He, he he did the best feel. Did Christopher Christopher Nolan, uh, Christian Bale do the best? No, not necessarily. But but I like that that in these movies that we're that we're trying to really humanize some of these characters, and and it's hard to get around Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan does an amazing job of really making you believe of. believe in what these fucking characters were doing. Believe in the world he makes. Uh, I'm not saying that Batman's the best guy in the world, uh, but Christopher Nolan did a good job of making him... James Cameron? Yeah. Shit, he took movies to a whole new level. I mean, he took that... That series is going to become something major, in my opinion. I mean, the next movie comes out next year. I'm so excited for it. I've been waiting 10 fucking years... 10, 11 years for this. Titanic, bro. Yeah. That's all you gotta say. Exactly, yeah. And it sounds fucking silly, but he he rocked the world. Mm Mm-hmm. 
with something before that. It's like a, Terminator. Was it Terminator? Something like Term- that. Terminator Two. Yeah. And then he did, and then Titanic. Then fucking Avatar. Avatar was unreal. I mean, that, Avatar that was a movie a that I never see, saw a preview for, it, and my friends were like, "Let's go watch it," <laughs> and I watched it, and I fucking love it. And and you and you fucking do those things, and yeah. and one of the biggest I'm actually excited about um, new one accomplishments that you can ask for is is to be able to transform people from the world they're living in, in into another world. And James yeah. Cameron's mm-hmm. great at it. Chris Nolan's great at it. Fucking blah blah brothers. That I've been talking way too long. <laughs> There's, there's definitely a lot of directors that can hit those certain types of movies. No, so. there's not. Um, well, there is only a there's, fucking... There's a handful. There's a handful. And a handful consists of five um, fingers. And there's only one handful of people that are doing it. Nolan's one of them. Um, well, uh, the, the Russo brothers have done several movies. You know, they're in there. J.J. Yeah. Abrams, he's in there. Like mm-hmm. There are these dudes that are fucking doing it. And they're shaping the way that we look at movies. And I'm critical. I love movies. I'm critical of movies. But I'm ready for whatever gets thrown out at me. Yeah. He's doing Star Trek right now. Quentin Tarantino's doing Star Trek? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Really? Interesting. Man, I'm so far behind on all of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that. I don't think I knew that. Uh, I mean... I did... It's true, though. I mean, all these different directors have taken certain plots and certain characters and so on and so forth, and they've made it something way more than what it was ever made out to be. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can agree with Nick on on the Batmans. I loved, I loved all of those Batmans. I did. Because, I did, too. Because the storyline was taken to a whole new level compared to the old ones, compared to, you know, when they tried to mix it in. In turn, and... Batman Superman was a horrible movie, in my opinion. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I liked... Like he, he would have been a good choice for a lot of the Batman movies because he just has that personality. He he does the duality really well. He does. Um, I feel like Keanu Reeves would kill that part too, though. John fucking Wick. I really did. <laughs> John fucking Wick. I liked Batman versus Superman. It was, but it was good. I is it a good movie? No. <laughs> the, to me, the ending killed the entire movie. Is it a movie. bad movie, though? Last, Absolutely not. No, you're right. The last minutes of that movie killed it for me. I thought it was good until about the last 30 minutes. It just has too many plot holes. And it, it, yeah. It, it, too many loopholes, too many twists and turns, where it's just like, oh, dude, are you It was up? just very poorly written and directed. I think it was more poorly edited. That, yeah, no, and that, I think that goes in hand with the direction director. I, also, um, I didn't like Justice League either, though. And that I like Justice League a lot. I was not a fan. I, it, it didn't grasp my attention like I thought it would. I thought it would really grasp me a lot more, and it, it just kind of put me off. Where I'm like, man, this I don't I don't like how this yeah. is playing out right now. And I guess that's maybe what turned me off. Maybe I need to suck it up, watch it again, see what happens. Because, I mean, honestly, I did the same thing with Game I like of Justin Thrones, League. where I would watch the first episode, I'd fall asleep at Game of Thrones for the longest time. Dude, years. I did so that. did his wife. And then finally, I, I dude, it was, Let's it talk was about Game of Thrones. three weeks ago, Game of Thrones season one. I went and bought season one and two. They didn't have three and four, which I was doing this, of course. But mm-hmm. I watched one and two all the way through. I watched them both twice now just so I can make sure I didn't miss something. Yeah. And now it sucks because I have five, six, and seven, but I, I haven't watched three and four, so I can't watch five, six, and seven. Horrible. Horrible. I would just pony up the ten bucks a month and pay get HBO now. It's fifteen, not uh, ten. Uh, oh, fifteen, yeah. But 
know, um, at the same time, man, when I get paid, if I can find three and four, fuck it, I'll buy it. Unless I can find something and be like, hey, man, I got it. Come keep hitting up disc grab. replay. Disc replay? Disc hit, keep hitting up disc replay. They, they'll have it. Yeah. Was it because I found one and two at, at Walmart? The, disc replay. The 10, Go to disc 10, replay. Like, you know, the special edition ones, I got them for fucking, like, 15, 20 bucks a piece. I was happy with that. And Blu-ray. What you want, Nick? Anything. <laughs> I feel like we've been going for a minute. Should we call we it? We have been. Yeah, we're at almost three hours. Let's call it. Are we really Let's almost call it. three hours? Yep. Holy shit. I'm giving you a Miller Lite. Oh, the dust is <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap it. Let's call it. Let's call it. Plug it's been away. a good episode. Dick, thank you for having me. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Good to have you on again. Definitely more talkative. Matt, as always. Co-host extraordinaire. Say your thing. Nice meeting you, bud. I'm Matt! <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yes. All right. Nick, <laughs> we got to make this happen more. I know. And you know, coming up this April for Game of Thrones' final season, it will be happening more. Yes, I'm excited for that. The Game of King Chairs. And I'll be yes. on there. Podcast. I'm gonna, it, I'm trying to reread the books. Yeah, yeah. So that I can provide that additional context. Maybe. That'd be awesome. We're we're gonna have a revolving cast. We'll see what happens. I've never even watched that show. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, he used to like my Game of Thrones memes whenever I'd post them. I was, and so like I went to talk to him about it, and he'd be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> I'd be like, "What? I thought you." I thought you were totally into this because you like every single Game of Thrones meme I throw out there. But no, Game of Thrones, Game of King Chairs podcast is coming this winter or s- spring, the third winter, mud season. <laughs> and uh, whoa, fallout man, you gotta be ready for it. Yeah. Well, I haven't even said thank you, Tyler. Well, finish up then. I'm glad to be here with Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. I'm glad to be here I, I with wish you, I could, Nick. I wish I could talk to Tyler uh, more. You too, man. This is definitely a very fun podcast. Oh yeah, this is this this show's always fun. I like how open ended it is. It that's the beauty of it. We try to keep it. my shows, you know, dedicated to what we're talking about. But I like the open ended nature of this. We talk mm-hmm. about stuff and things. Both. We didn't we didn't discuss talking about anything, and we like. I don't think I had things I wanted to talk about that I didn't talk about. We just went fucking ham. We on just it. went in on it. Mm-hmm. So we're hard in the paint, guys. All right, time to do some plugs. Let's see if I can get through this. So, if you're on the Journey into Comics Network, please hop on over to the podcast solo feed and give us a subscribe. You'll get a bunch of extra content that you don't get on the Journey into Comics Network feed. Uh, on top of, we're live every Tuesday, and typically anytime we record, we're live. So just like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, share it, uh, sub us on fucking Twitch. You'll get us live on any of those three places. Typically on Tuesdays, roughly around five thirty or six. But if you haven't already, please check out the Journey into Comics Network. You'll get shows like Journey into Comics, <gasps> Bruce with Dudes, Us Dungeons with and Dudes, 
That's me. Poor 360. Crucial Tunes, a brand new show. Uh, the voice of survival, Gallif Radio, Foodies Watching Movies, Journey into Wrestling. Did I already say Poor 360? No. Poor 360, another new show that's basically the same show, but it's a new show. Uh, still very good because you're getting your news. And I, I really want you, Tyler, and you, Nick, on at the same time. We need Tyler and I. On, <laughs> well, because hey, I, I love Andrew. When we do we this network Andrew, day. But- Fuck, I disagree with you sometimes. When we do this network day, I want all th- all of us on there. I want to talk be- slash argue yeah. with Mr. Poor. Have I missed any shows? I don't think so. I feel like I'm missing a show. Foodies. Foodies. Oh, us. and us. Podcastrophe. I might have one for you to add to the list, but not yet. Oh. It's in the works. <laughs> I need a penny. I don't, I don't Adulting know. ain't easy and kids for sale. Yep. Those are the only two, but they're, they're in the off season right now, I think. I think kids for sale is still going. I don't know. Uh, maybe if you want to give a buck or two, I haven't plugged this in a while. Head on over to the Journey into Comics Network Patreon, and you can get exclusive content. You can get early access to every episode as soon as they're done being edited and shit. That keeps all of our shows going. We've yep. got. I mean, we're talking ten to twelve shows right now that are all supported through the Journey into Comics Network. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I give a couple bucks a month, you know, and anybody that can give a buck or two a month, it, it lets us get all the content out. And we're, you know, this is a very loose, subjected, you know, uh, yep. forum where we're able to talk about whatever we want. But between all the other shows, you're, you're able to get whatever content you want. What do you want to talk about? Food, movies, games, beer, bullshit, whatever you want. You can find it on the Journey to Comics See, Network. Anything that you want. So, so any a dollar a month, like, think about it. Think about the fucking, the bullshit that you spend. When you go to the gas station in the morning and you buy a fucking coffee for a buck seventy. Just giving one dollar to a this. A month. A month. Just one dollar a month. It's not going to fucking affect you at all. Take and it's going to make a big difference. It's going to make a big difference for shows like this. Um, so... That's my that's my pitch. I really appreciate. That's a good pitch. Anytime that I'm on any one of these shows, I love talking to you guys. So hell we yeah, love you. it's good to have you on. Seriously, it's been too long. The last time you were seriously on, besides the Doctor Strange one, was with uh, the episode with Brett. That was a long time ago. A long time no, ago. I thought you were going to say Dark Castro. Like, yeah, he. That was intense. That was a great episode. <laughs> no, I'm but I'm butthurt that I don't get invited on shows. So. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Maybe you'll just be on here more. It's been a while. I'm gonna be on uh, Voice of Survival. I'm excited. Oh, that's that. awesome. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really good um, one. I'm excited to listen to that one. Yeah. Wait, which one was that? Voice of Survival. It's yep. where it's where uh, the it's... the guy who runs the network. He just talks to people and talks about who they are and what mm-hmm. they do and where they came from. And yeah, it's just yeah. it's just an interview style uh, podcast where he he just talks about your life. Very nice. I'm excited to delve my, into it. My uh, idea of the one I want to start is two guys in a truck because our construction we're in conservatives the in a, a truck. <laughs> And I mean, really, it's more based along the comedy aspect of it, of all the random bullshit we talk about, and we all find it hilarious, and I feel like other people would. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, I, I just need kind of some advice of how I should go about it. I don't really know how to 
how to do a podcast in a truck. I mean, it just kind of throws me <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, te- technically, all you really need is a cell phone. That's what I was kind of Just thinking, to record. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure, so I was like, man, I'll, We've I'll been ask, there. I'll yeah. Photos. Well, if that is all, that is all. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for watching. And thank you guys for listening. Let's please make every day a big, big dick day. Yeah! Oh, 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 my oh, energy. My yeah. energy. Oh, it's coming from my pants. It's coming from my pants. Matt, give me the hell yeah. Let me go hell yeah. Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm out. Big